I don't even want to talk. I just want to let it roll. I just want to let it Drink roll. Drink it in, man. Drink it in. Oh, God, what did he say about the key? Lock it in. Lock, lock, it, lock in. it in, man. Oh, he's so wonderful. Oh, he's the best. All right, welcome in. It is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron o- Hey, yell from the other side of the room. Yeah, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the ball. Yeah, and the and AJ Francis, uh, the Washington Redskins, who just got a phone call literally as we started recording, so he has to duck out because it's probably football related or um, food related. Oh yeah, it could also be food related. That's true, uh, which is equally as important. Yep. Um, so he's got to duck out. What is this episode eighty six? We didn't even mention eighty six. The uh, either Todd Heap or Jordan Reed edition, depending one on uh, which uh, team are you we. Go. What are we doing? What are we saying? Last week was eighty five. I don't think what we did anything, but uh, Vernon Davis. That's what I assumed. We yes. would have made it the Vernon It would have Davis. been the Vernon okay. Davis. All right, I'm good with that. Uh, we got a lot to do this week. Um, <clears throat> we have to go over what happened with our picks from Sunday night. I think I know what happened, <laughs> but I'm waiting for confirmation on that before I... You have confirmation. Shut up, Aaron. Shut up. Uh, we'll get to that momentarily. Also, later on in the show, Tommy Dreamer is going to join us, the hardcore legend. Uh, ECW champ, uh, a long run in WWE. Got to think soon to be Hall of Famer at some point. Uh, in the he near was the future. one guy of all of them that stuck around. Yeah. Like when they 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 kept the first batch ECW guys for a year or so. Tommy stuck around, and I mean it um, may be that they're just waiting to do another Northeast one and kind of have. I'm, I'm thinking because there hasn't been a lot of ECW guys inducted. I could see you know they've been talking about Philly at some point, right. boss. You know somewhere in the Northeast. I, I gotta think Tommy Dreamer will be involved. At yeah, some I point. would think that he's a Hall of Famer at some point but he is uh, coming back to this area to work with primal conflict wrestling and uh, we love those guys so uh, excited to talk to tommy dreamer about his upcoming appearance with pcw on november 19th in harper's ferry which is one of my favorite places by the way i love going out to harper's ferry it's a really cool place so we'll talk to tommy dreamer later on in the show it's good to have you back i'm I, bike i was worried that uh see what you did there i was worried that it was um uh, football related, the phone call, and then Aaron's like, "No, it was probably food related." Yeah, it was like, definitely oh, food related. Way more important, just as important, <laughs> not more. No question about that. All right, so go ahead. Um, let's clean up what happened on Sunday night. Uh, we made picks. Our buddy Ted Smith, the Ted Smith from ninety nine nine KISW out in Seattle, joined us. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, I didn't realize this until I went back and looked. But uh, me, Ted, and AJ picked the exact same things. And you, you went think, all, I thought Ted had a couple in the beginning that were a little... N- they, they were a little weird or whatever, yeah. but we went with them. Really? You, you thought they were weird, and the thing is that there were three matches that you went different on, and you missed on all oh, three. I, look, <laughs> I'd said what I was... I'd said at one point when I was making picks, I'm like, look, I'd rather lose and just deal with it than, than be right and screw it. And like, the, the Dana one was the one that I'm just like, I don't know how you're picking Dana here. I mean, I, I got your logic, but I didn't think your logic held I, up. I, I still stand by the fact that it's it's Bailey. Bailey's supposed to lose. Bailey's not, not when Dana. she's not when she's about to get a big baby face push. Yeah, and Sasha's not gone. yeah, not when she's getting the title shot in December. <laughs> we'll deal with that in a minute. We'll deal with that in a minute. The moral of the story is that I lost. So here we go. It's twelve. Do it now. It's twelve nineteen on Wednesday. I will we say forty eight hours. Yep. <sighs> All right. What do you guys think it should say? I want it to be. It can't just be like, I love Duke. I want it to be something like, you know what? As it turns out, I really don't think J.J. Redick was that bad or something like that. You should definitely say J.J. Redick is the second I enjoy J.J. Redick's poetry. Oh, (laughs) God. Do I have to? That's a pretty good one, right? Oh, God. That's worse than anything. (laughs) I enjoy. Do I have to tag him? 
Oh, I didn't even know he was on. I mean, obviously he was on. Twitter. Should I say like? Yes, at, you have to tag him. Should I say? Should I say it like this? Should I say? Um, truth be told, I always secretly enjoyed JJ Reddick's poetry. That sounds good. Yeah, that works. God damn it! I have to. to and at him. and and it, and you have to uh, pin it. I hate this. I hate this. Is the worst. This is so much worse than having to put on Alexa Bliss makeup. Which, Which by, by the way, way, by the way, hold on. Weed, we're all three here today. I, I understand that. I'm also getting on a flight no, right uh, after this. No, you can watch me no. off, asshole. No. I, I, I expected this objection. I will say the second I get back from Tampa. No, because no. he's got he's got to go back to football. No. You son of a bitch. This was the one week. No, you've been pushing it off. I understand. this on day, flight, dude. You, it's are makeup. Not, makeup comes off. Are there not yeah. sinks in this whole building? Yes, the building has electricity. The building has electricity. The building well, has. Hold on, the bathroom may not have electricity. No, let's, it's got let's, plenty of electricity. Let's, let's nice be try. Clear here. There's heating and plumbing and everything in here. I'm pretty sure yeah. water comes out of the sinks. Yeah. And if there wasn't, you could probably stop at an old McDonald's on the way out or something. Well, I don't have time to stop anywhere. That's the thing. I have to rush out. I have a flight. Now, Aaron is so terrible. Do you? He's the worst. How do you? How do you have Glenn make make good on his? I just paid just off. I just I understand pinned, that. I just pinned this tweet. It was it's perfectly now, good intentions. If you go to Twitter.com. I, I, I have not been trying to avoid this. It's perfectly good intentions. Oh. Just, I might like have, you, have you bought the makeup yet? Oh, yeah. I have the makeup. Do you believe him? Do you believe him? I don't believe him at all. Yeah, you can just say Because he also said he was going to wear the makeup on Correct. the show. Correct. Multiple times. I just pinned. If you go I'm, to Twitter.com slash times, Radio. How many times was Aaron's excuse for not wearing it and posting it so we didn't get the we rub from to, Alexa we Bliss? We all had to be together. How many times had, did he say we that. should – the first well, time then let's we're be all together. together. And, there's no way, and there's no way that we would have let him go wash it off in the middle of a segment or anything like Never. that, right? No way we would have been okay with that. No way we would have said – No, actually, hey, Aaron, let, let, let's be hey, clear. Aaron, we you guys under- probably wouldn't have been okay because they're dicks Aaron, like that. Aaron, you live with a woman. I live with a woman. Yes. Glenn lives with a woman. Yes. It takes less than five minutes to get all your makeup off your face, and that's when your entire face is covered. You have the worst excuse I've ever heard in my life. Dang. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Is it really an excuse, or did you just forget? No, it's, it's actually, I, I thought about it. Well, there were, there were two things. That a, makes it worse. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I, I will tell the truth. There, there are two things. A, I thought about the flight. B, you really want you wanted it to be a good job. You wanted my uh, fiance to help me, correct? Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really care. Yeah, that I didn't much. really care. All oh that well, much. you, you I made a big asked. deal. No, I didn't. I just oh, it asked like if you were, you were like, doing uh, it on your own or if your fiance was going to help you. Aaron, Whatever. So, you're not getting out of this. You're a piece of shit. That, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting out of it. I'm going to do it. It's just no. Uh, you no no no. We, next week. Yeah. No, there's a CVS around the corner. Oh, you just want him to go? Yeah, I want you to go. Oh, and you go. I had to go buy your, your vinegar, oh, so you go damn. if you want me to do no. it. Oh, no. damn. It's I had to real, buy real. your vinegar. It's so. How much is vinegar? I, $3. $3, Relax. $4, sure. <laughs> Relax. Okay, I'm just like, You're eating a dinner, right, a lunch right now that was 12 You're welcome. This is butt awkward. This is so this You are a right piece now. of shit, and I am not happy. You pushed off wearing this goddamn makeup for so long to get to this day, and then now you're just going to be like, oh, well, I have a flight. That's, World star! That's bullshit. World star! That's a bullshit move. I do not approve. We can move on, but I do not approve. <laughs> oh, man. This is, this is so wonderfully uncomfortable right now. Like, this, I, mean, I couldn't like, be happier. I'm secretly JOing under the table right now. Job well, it's not that's, so, what, that's what it's, I do. It's not so no, no, secret. No, no, I was, I like, like, it's never a secret when you think it is. All right. Uh, so, yes, Hell in a Cell was Sunday night. Um, I guess let's start. We'll, we'll just sort of go between that and Raw here in the first segment. 
The big story, as we had um, thought was possible and had been alluded to by Mick Foley, indeed, the women's match ends up being the main event of the night. Uh, two thoughts from me on that. One, I, I, we, made, we made our case as to why, to me, that made sense. Um, I think, as it turns out, it looked really good. I think the long-term impact of that is more significant um, than the short term. And in the short term, I, I guess the tough part about Sunday night is you were up against – we were talking about being up against football. The truth was you were up against the Cubs in the, the World, World Series. Series. Yeah. And unfortunately, that started at 8 o'clock. So there really was no good time to put any of your matches because you were on up against the World Series the entire night. So that's why they didn't lead off with the championship match because – Football wasn't really the problem on Sunday night. The World Series was, and the World Series started at the same time as the pay-per-view did. So um, I thought it was fine. I thought it would make sense. I thought the women's match ended up being great. Fantastic. I mean, I, I can't believe it. It was more than I ever expected. Uh, look, people are knocking the, the, the botch with the table. See, I, I don't mind the botches as much because, quite frankly, they weren't botches that I thought took away from the match. They looked like they were, you know, exhausted, that they were, right. you know— and I thought they played Look, it off well. I, it's a bummer because it looks like those spots could have been really cool. Yeah. And and the, you know, I mean, my my main problem was we saw one of the best table spots I've seen in a while right. from from Owens and Rollins. Agreed. So I, I would have said no more. You know, do the announced table spot. But other than that, you're not bringing out any other tables because you're not topping that spot. Uh, I could hear that argument, except for the fact that we've never seen a really good w- two women table spot. We've that's just something we've never really seen before. We've seen women go through tables from the Dudleys years ago, but we've never seen one woman put another woman through a table. If that had happened cleanly, I think it would have been a big pop. I think it would have been a big moment if they had pulled it off. Instead, they ended up sort of scrambling. There's thoughts online that, you know, like these are just these, – these women are not used to doing table spots. Right. And so that was part Which of the problem true. on Sunday night. And, yeah, I think that makes all the sense in the world. But it takes nothing away from the match because the match was excellent. The match proved what we all knew. These two competitors were right – for this moment, they were the right women to have do the first Hell in a Cell match. It's, it, this speaks way more to the, the Divas Revolution, the Women's Revolution, whatever you want to call it, than anything that it accompl- they had accomplished before. This, to me, was massive, and it kicked ass. You know, the, I mean, my only complaint, and the reason was because, quite frankly, I don't, you know, the, the reports were they didn't know, was that they should have been billing this as. They should have spent the past two weeks, you know, the two weeks prior saying, look, right. this is going to be in the main event. We are making history at Hell in a Cell. You are going to want to see I, this. I, I think there's some advantage that we don't want you to choose when you're going to tune in, when you're going to tune out. Like, I think there is some advantage to that. But I, I think they'll use it. I think the, oh, oh, the, the I think they'll the, reference absolutely. it for a long time oh, to come. I, I think that for I a don't long think, time. On Raw, they didn't do the I'm, – I'm, I was really surprised they didn't do the kind of – uh, the newspaper, the headlines right, that I they got. You. But I, I yeah. think that, that Charlotte will bring up when she cuts promos, I won the first ever, Hell, you know. The main event, right. I, you know, I, I am. I think they will talk about it for a long you know, time. Sa- and they'll get Sasha, you always. Do you think that that's why they went with Charlotte? Because Charlotte is seen as more of the future and for her to be able to say. Well, we talked about Here's, I said, the truth be told, the first ever female Hell in a Cell match should be won by Charlotte. Yet, like an idiot, I picked uh, Sasha anyway. Right. But we said, I said. She is the most dominant force, that she's the one that should be able to step into this structure and use it to her advantage. She should be the one to win this match because, truth be told, she is genetically superior. She is a more freakish athlete. She's the one that, and this takes nothing away, I'm not trying to... And Sasha's great. I get what you... I, yeah. But right. everything you're saying but is correct. But she is, the, right. the, as we've said in the past, she's the Brock Lesnar looks like a linebacker. Of, yeah, the Brock you know Lesnar I mean? like, of the women's division. And I'm not, well, I hope that, uh, that nobody hears me saying that. I think she's ugly. What I'm saying is her body type is more like 
that of a a a, a brick shit house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a yeah. Here's here's actually my thought process, and when I was processing, because I I was stunned by the result. Um, I was too, actually. Uh, my thought process was the long term plan was always for Charlotte to win here. She was going to lose it back in you know the late July or August whenever she lost it the first time. Sasha was going to carry it until now, and that was the plan. The injury, you know, through it and through some. I don't know if I agree with the logic, but I could see them thinking this way. Oh, we still want Charlotte to win the title here, not just retain. So we need to put the title back on Sasha so Charlotte can win it here. Hey, I'm all for well, Sasha being able to say she's a two-time champ is big. Yeah. And, and and I I understand both reigns were not what you expected. But this is also the first – do you ever remember a time where they hot-shotted the title back and forth like this in the women's division? Like they're doing. Pa- Paige and AJ did a little bit a little there bit. back in yeah, uh, 2014. But like that was also one of the biggest feuds at that time. So like, sorry, I had to burn. <laughs> by the way, to, food came. We're all trying to eat as yeah. we do this show right now. By the to way. me, that's I, how much we care about you guys. <laughs> to me, it was just amazing that Charlotte went out there and put. I, I couldn't even believe the ideas that these girls were coming up with. Like, the monkey flip into the cage was amazing. Incredible. Incredible. The Sasha knees into Charlotte's face into the cage, that's an amazing spot. I oh. mean, there were so many good spots that I... One of the things we talked about was this just going to be a match that happened to be in a cage, and it was not. It was not. We were wrong. It was a dead-on, hell-in-a-cell match. match, and that's what makes it so spectacular. If people... Look, everybody's inclined... on the, AJ knows this more than anybody. People on the internet are inclined to say negative things. You're nitpicking. This was a great story. They're, they told these two told a wonderful story. They they justified everything about the decision, not only to put them in a hell in a, in a cell match, but also to put them in the main event. These two were awesome. Charlotte coming out with the dudes carrying her down to the ring is such a phenomenal touch. I hope they do it all the time. Oh now. no doubt, she's such a great heel. She's an incredible the the attack before the match. She really is Ric Flair. She she's a more Awful heel than Rick. Yeah, was. she is, but but she also is nobody. I don't think in the company can generate heat like her. Like no, she's that's the point. Like, she's legitimately like people. This, like we talk about Kevin Owens as a heel, but people like him. But so people damn love him. Right. Jericho yeah, and Jericho, yeah. AJ Styles. People actually despise Char- Charlotte. And that's why they were upset as much as anything. It was you know, <laughs> say, say what you will about the hot shotting. What it comes down to is we like Sasha a lot more than we like Correct. you, and we're kind of annoyed that you won. I, I, I think if, if anybody's really complaining, again, it, from a logic standpoint, I, I can't say this enough. Charlotte should win this match from a logic standpoint. That's the way that it, sh- it should be, that when you do this match, the dominant physical freak should win it. If you've got a problem with that, I just don't think you're paying attention to the way that storytelling should be done. Charlotte makes sense as the champion as well because everybody should be chasing her as much as possible. She's that dominant. She's that badass. She's all of it. This was awesome. This was great. If you didn't dig this, you're, you're the fucking worst. You're you know, just I, the worst. And, and I, I want to go back to the storytelling thing because that, no matter what you can, if you want to say, I don't think the match was technically strong, you know, they, there were too many botches and, you know, they didn't quite use it. I have no problem with you saying that because there, there were quite a few botches. It wasn't technically clean. Whether you like it or not is fine. The storytelling was beautiful. It was beautifully done. And I love the fact. I really thought Sasha's back was hurt. 
Right. I really thought that. See, was I, legit. I, I never. Did. I thought that they were doing the full. And you know what? I'm really glad about. I was like, "There's no way this is gonna end like that." Because it was the way that Charlotte kept going after her, and the ref was like, "Yo, back right. the hell up!" Right. Like right. seriously, I was like, "Dog, is she really her right now?" Yo, I mean, but um, I and I I thought that it was great that. You know, they didn't just do that spot and then once they got on this, okay, it's okay, her back. The fact that it factored into the finish as it should. Like right. that, if honestly, after that spot, if, if Sasha had won, I would have had a little bit of eyebrow raising there. Because you're basically saying, oh, she has to go on the stretcher, they want to cut her off, and then she has enough to beat Charlotte in a Hell in a Cell match. Like just from that. Yeah, I that w- storytelling doesn't. That does not really work. That's, right. that's John like, Cena well, at that point, it's right? It's John Cena, and, it, and it's, you know, you're saying that, oh, because it was clearly an homage to the, the Mick Foley, yep. and you're telling me that Mick Foley can't win, but Sasha can win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would struggle with that, too. I agree. Well, look, I, I have nothing negative to say about it. It's great. Um, you know, again, everything's awkward right now because you're pointed towards Survivor Series instead of pointing towards whatever you're going to do next within your own division, so it's a little bit uncomfortable for the next couple of weeks, but... I, it comes out of it. I've got no complaints. And the truth is I have no complaints about any of the, the Hell in a Cell matches on Sunday night. Nothing. None. None. Nothing to complain about. Uh, Rollins-Owens was... Was amazing. I, I thought that was the... As far as on the Hell in a Cell, like the pay-per-view itself, that was the best Hell in a Cell match on the on any Hell in a Cell pay-per-views. Uh, might very you well think know. it was the best Hell in a Cell match ever? Well, no, 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 Of no, the Hell in a Cell people. started paper. moving Hell in a Cell matches So, like, like I'm, I'm not talking about the, the other, hell, you know, like, outside when they um. actually had the fuse. But I'm talking about on the Hell in a Cell cards, like, since 09, when they've had Hell in a Cell, I thought this was the best one on the Hell in a Cell It paper. was really good. I, I mean, I, 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 could, I could see that. I mean, personally, I really loved Lesnar Taker last year, but that was, I think that was one of the best ones of all time. But, but, as, but you are right that this was amazing. The spot where the spot where um, Rollins was doing the suicide dives into the cage oh into Oh my Owens. god, man! You know, it, it's something. I, the little things I say. Yo. And the fact that they were able to recover from that the the botch of the first pull up on the power bomb mm-hmm. is and into well, and the, again, one of the greatest spots we've ever seen. In the, right. the storytelling with him and Jericho and how they got Jericho into the, the ring thing. is wonderfully story told and. This is what Jericho and Owens are supposed to be right now. They're supposed to be chicken shit. Yep. That's what they're. That's what these characters are supposed to be. The problem is we still like them too much, despite the fact they're chicken and shit. It was. It was. You know, a creative way to do it. It wasn't just him coming out with the. You know, the bolt cutter like we right. normally see. It actually. You know, they they managed to do that. And I love speaking about the suicide dives. You know, one thing I say about use the cell as a weapon. You know, use the cell, make it part of it. They did that so it wasn't, you know, it didn't turn into a hardcore match that was in a cell. It was a hell in a cell match, and I loved it. I I don't know what else to say. These guys, look, you know how I feel about Kevin Owens. The one good thing we get out of this is I think we're going to get one more Rollins-Owens match for the title because of the way it ended. It's awkward because how do you incorporate Jericho, right? Like, where where does that... I think it's a triple threat. No, I'm, I'm not necessarily... Oh, it could be a triple threat, too, but I'm not necessarily saying it's a, it's on a pay-per-view. I just think that we're going to get another... Oh, okay. Yeah, Because sure. uh, usually Hell in a Cell matches, especially good Hell in a Cell matches, are... That's it. That's the blow. Feud That's the concept but of they, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, but they've been able to... They, the way they did it made it so, well, Rollins still has a gripe. Right. No, no, he certainly does. There's no doubt about that. Look, the Reigns Rusev match was great too. I disagree with the you know the you know how I feel. I think that Rusev should should be the guy there, and that the I, the, the, the accolade in the chain at the end of a grueling match. You know, I, I definitely see the complaints there. Yeah. That like 
Rick the match was great. This takes nothing away from the match. The match was great. I just don't like that decision. I think an accolade with a chain and the fact that he's Rusev and I just don't I can't figure why it is that you don't see what we see in Rusev. Why you're not letting him be the monster that he is. Like you know, you combine that with getting, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say some people have used the term buried, but getting your ass kicked by Goldberg, you know, the next night. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt he was that was a bad 24 hours. He was essentially a jobber on Monday night. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I just don't. I cannot fathom. Rusev looks like the type of guy that Vince McMahon should be trying to marry. So I don't understand why it is that he's every time he's gotten something. They've just pulled the rug right back out because, from under Because him. they yeah. view him as the, the, the old-school foreign monster heel. What was the, the role of right. the foreign heel? It was to put over the, the baby face. And that's what he's done. He's put over Cena. Yeah. He's put over Ray. I think he's too good. I just think he's I too agree good with to you, this way. But, you know, when you look at it, yeah, it, that, I, that's I, kind I hear, of in the, in the cards for him. I think it's disappointing. But the match did not disappoint. The match was wonderful. The match was great. Because, of course, it was great because you got two great performers working together in a match. It sets up this awkward, you know, uh, Ambrose, or sorry, a Rollins, Reigns thing where, hey, we're both faces now. And, boy, this is weird, right? Like, you set that up coming and, and, out and of I'm it. I'm glad the way that they, they did that on Raw where it was just kind of the, the wary eyeing of yeah, each like, other. Yeah, we, we don't really know how we feel just yet. Like, you are still... A, a dick like Roman Reigns is still and for Seth Rollins I still remember San Francisco when you yeah. curb stomped me yeah, and, and took my title correct so yeah it's we're not exactly besties you shouldn't just run back together and be like yeah we love each other right like you know you you fucking ruined the shield man fuck you like it shouldn't be that easy so I think they handled that really well I liked it I, I didn't think Raw necessarily in general was great this week but you know I it's fine. For a Halloween edition, it was great. That, yeah. For a Halloween edition, I, I it's fine. It actually had more it. substance than I ever would have uh, expected. And I can hear what you're saying. I think the other thing, too, is that we're judging this within the prism of looking at it. it everything is awkward because of Survivor Series. Because you're not building towards top feuds against each other right now. You're yeah. trying to bide your time until Survivor Series, and that's a difficult thing to do. When I, I know you're going to do the inner fighting thing is going to be something they're going to play up in the coming weeks, but when you don't have defined person versus person match coming up that you're working towards, it's just awkward to get there. So we're going to have to deal with that for the next couple of weeks. I, I think it's fine. I think they'll, the shows will be totally fine to watch. It's just you're better suited when you know purpose. That's just the way professional wrestling is. You're better suited that way, and uh, you'll go from there. Uh, other stuff from Sunday night. Uh, Cruiserweight title, Brian Kendrick. Hate it, could not hate it anymore. You guys know how I feel about it. I think it. you're so foolish for that. I hate it, man. Because not because it's Brian Kendrick. It, it like Brian Kendrick winning is cool. I like Brian Kendrick. That's not the problem. The problem is that you don't seem to see that there's clear writing on the wall that this is all to get the title on Rich right. Swan, which I don't understand how you can have an issue with that, that. That's fine. I think that they are in the process. They've given us cold boogers. I think they have really hurt the cruiserweight. There was no juice for Brian Kendrick to start this thing. None. And instead, we've gotten it for two months. We've gotten fed Brian Kendrick for two months. When you're trying to launch a division, that's what you fed us for two months. There's just no juice. The people don't care. They're not interested in Brian Kendrick. And it's hurt TJ Perkins in the process because all, all, the, all they've given to TJ Perkins is Brian Kendrick. And he likes video games. That's all they've done. They built nothing to his what, character. What, you, you don't like the uh, forced video game references into every single yeah, promo? right. Like, that's all, that's all we've gotten out of him. Like, we have no development of TJ Perkins in the process because all you've done is keep giving him Brian Kendrick. And you never really even gotten to any purpose with Brian Kendrick until a week ago. 
So at the beginning of trying to launch this division, instead of making every match feel like it matters, we're getting the same goddamn... Th- they do a match on Sunday and just magically replace uh, who they, they throw in. They threw in Rich Swan on Monday night in, in whose place? Who, who, who was in the oh, match on was, Sunday? It was... Um Sin Cara yeah, gets kicked out in favor of Rich Swan on Monday night. It's the same damn thing. Like, what, what have you done to benefit these guys? We're not even getting Rich Swan's music on the pay-per-view, which is like the one thing that the Cruiserweight division should be giving us right now, is at least you get to hear Rich Swan's music and everybody do the dance when he comes out. You didn't even have him in the match. Like, what are, wait, I, I agree with you that ultimately it's clear that it's leading to Rich Swan being the champion, and of course we all like Rich Swan being the champion because Rich Swan's wonderful. But how much of the last two months actually helped the cruiserweight division coming out of all of the the the, the heat that you had in the cruiserweight classic versus uh, we're going to run with Brian Kendrick because it's something we're familiar with and it just hasn't worked. It's not connecting. The crowd is not into it, man. There is just no reaction which, whatsoever. Which is a shame because I actually I'm enjoying Brian Kendrick's yeah, I don't know work. What I, no, no. I mean, I, I definitely see what you're saying in that. As for a whole, the cruiserweight division is not catching on the way that some people expected it to be. Um, I definitely understand that point. But as far as Brian Kendrick doing the true old school heel, I, uh, you know, doing the count out instead of, you know, trying to get back in the ring after that ridiculous, I, I don't know how uh, TJ Perkins is still alive, to be honest, after right. that spot on Monday. Uh, but to, to walk away the, you know, just the, the natural, I just, I love a true old school heel. We don't get to see it too often because... You know, they, they want to get cheer. They want to be the cool heel more than the true old. And I love what Brian Kendrick is doing. And it also, you know, most of the contenders are faces, so it makes sense on that stage. But you're right. You're absolutely right that the cruiserweight division right now is not in great shape. They, they need to start, as you said, start getting like, some sort of start having some plans more than, okay, we're going to have the title and we're going to have six-man matches. It's just there's nothing there. It, it, it's fine for a month or two. But right now, you need to start spreading them out because you need these guys to start getting characters. You've introduced them to the world. You've, you've done what you need to do. Now get, give them characters. Give them just a concept. Give them some sort of direction. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, look, I'm, I'm down on Brian Kendrick. I, I hear you. He's played a good heel role. I just have so little interest in him. And I think they overplayed the familiarity angle. I just don't think people in general cared about Brian Kendrick. I think... They did a good job in the Cruiserweight Classic of this is my last chance. But how many last chances can a guy get? I mean, if, if the Cruiserweight Classic was supposed to be his last chance and then he got signed, then how can you keep playing the last chance card? It just nobody bought it anymore. It's over. It's not his last chance. He's on the roster. He can get a billion more chances. He's good. It wasn't believable any longer. So I, it just never, it never played for me. It never worked for me, any of it. Hey, no one deserves it more than Brian Kendrick for having to train even Now, Marine. that's the best <laughs> argument, and I made that argument on our Twitter account this week. Yeah. I said, what if this is all just a big payoff? Like, they went to Brian Kendrick a few years back and said, you got to work with Eva Marie, and he said, fuck no. And he, they said, well, I tell you what, if you work with Eva Marie, we'll bring back, create a new vision, a division to make you the champion. And he was like... All right, I'll do that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> the, the entire Cruiserweight Classic, the Cruiserweight right, Division was all was because done. they had Kendrick. to find somebody to work with Eva Marie. That's all this ever was. That would be a great, that would be a great reveal. I there. hope that that's the truth. No, I, I, I will say this. You, you, you poo-poo on Brian Kendrick a little bit, and I know AJ wasn't watching during the bulk of his run, but this is cool to say. You know, this is a guy who debuted in 2003. He worked a little bit with Cena. He worked a little bit, went away, came back, was red hot in, in the tag tag team with uh, Paul London. He held the WWE title for, you know, a few minutes there. Not, it, wait, it, the WWE title? 
Was it WWE World no, Heavyweight? He was not. No, no, no. In in the in the championships. Do you remember the championship scramble match? The one oh, where it was okay. like the twenty minutes. He was in that match, and for you know, he's not officially recognized as it, but it's a, you can see a graphic. You know, cha- interim champion, the Brian Kendrick. Right. Like this is a guy who has busted his ass, and he has never won a. You know, if you don't count that, he's never won a singles title. He's competed for cruiserweight. He's won the tag division. So in that case, and if, if it's that's a the case, cool then I would have encouraged them to have him win the the event. Now I don't like it to begin with. I just. I just don't – there's too many good wrestlers involved here that aren't getting the run they deserve to get out of this, and that's There's no other heel. I hear the argument, and that's why for the first one – Unless said, you went with Tony Nese or Drew Gulak, which they very well could have they done. Had, and I but T.J. Perkins had a backstory. the first pay-per-view coming out of the Cruiserweight Classic, I said, that's fine. He's the only heel. I get it. Go with that. But use that time to develop a heel. You're three months in, and you still haven't developed one. What have you been doing? Because they just got other ones. I mean, they just got other ones. Like they brought in Drew Gulak and Tony, but Nese. they're not even signed yet. I know, right. but they yeah. still. But were they yeah. in the match? Uh, they're in there. So they're, they're probably they're, they're, they're probably going to keep being in matches. Well, you had three months. You couldn't have developed something in that. You could have. Yes, that's all I'm asking for. Develop a heel. Don't. This is all you got. Still, just Brian Kendrick. That's it. I, I just look. We agree. We disagree. We're allowed to disagree. It's fine. Aaron's still an asshole that didn't wear makeup. Don't forget. God it. damn it! Never right. forget that. Uh, quickly, tag teams. Um, Look, it's almost comical, the insistence right now with the New Day. I'm not saying that Cesaro and Sheamus should have won. We all know. But I, I thought the ending was perfect. Yeah, I think like, it was fine. But yeah. it's, it's, it's borderline. It's, it's not helping the New Day in any way. The, none of this is helping them. It's clear they're just trying to get them past demolition and get them the record, and they'll go with whatever they're doing. But it, it's hurt them in the process. That's just the way it is. It's hurt them. What's hurt them? They just continue to do the same thing week in and week out. They didn't even And they're the still match. the same over week in and week out. And that's fine, but have they progressed from where they were? Are they any better off but, now than they were six months ago? No, but they're, but they're going to get the title. And then, I mean, they're going to get the record. And then after that, they're going to probably drop the title to the Bullet Club and go on and move on to I something hope newer. You're right. <laughs> and you, I might, I I might very well be wrong, right. but. What what would you have liked them to do? Like, what could they have done? No, well, he, he, wanted, he wanted it to, to lose it four months ago. Yes. The, you, you needed to do something. You needed to have them go through a feud where they, they hot shot of the title a couple of times, and then they could have come out of it a month ago ready to move into. The, you needed to go through all the stuff that you need to go through with the tag team in order to set them up for when they're best suited to be individual performers, and they haven't done that yet. They're still gonna whenever they drop the titles, they're still the number one contenders for the titles, right? Like they still have to get a rematch yeah. at that point. We're still months away from the point where you can separate them from the tag team picture. And that's gonna be almost a year after they were their absolute hottest. It, it just I, I hate it. I don't think it's doing the right thing for those guys who are wonderful and deserve more than do at this point. Like, we sort of say, yeah, we like the New Day, and we're going to come out and see what they do. But we know what's going to happen. They ain't dropping the titles. It's just not – that doesn't help them. That doesn't make us more interested in the New Day right now. Uh, they could have dropped the titles many times. You yes. picked them to drop the titles. So how can you say that, oh, we know they're not going to drop well, the titles, but you're picking other people? Well, okay, nobody thought they were dropping the titles this time. There was one – wait, did I pick them or did I say I, no. I wanted them? Yeah. You, no, no, you did not pick them. Yeah, there, I never there picked were them to drop the titles. Okay, I'm just saying that that was one time. What about the month before that and the month before that? And I the just month said that. there's nothing you could do this month, but there are mistakes that have been made with a new day. Then it just bothers me at this point that we're just sitting back and waiting. Like that just feels what we're doing. We're just That's sitting what you back feel and waiting. That we're doing. 
That's that's what you feel. Okay, what do you feel? I feel that you're an idiot. <laughs> well, that, that's a given. Right. That, that's, I, yeah, that's how you wake up in if, the morning. If we're talking about stagnant things, you know. <laughs> it's like, I feel that Aaron should never talk shit again. <laughs> because he's not even man of his and word. And I even commented your mustache this week. He's not I even a man of his word. And I he agree. has the audacity to say something to me. A man who anyway, lacks integrity. To, uh, to, to move and, off of no, it. <laughs> and, and, and the fact that this bastard had something to say out of his mouth just now. I'm not even looking at him. I'm so mad at him for not bringing right this makeup. You won't even look right I'm at I'm so him. mad. He That's made such a big deal about waiting to this uh, point. Uh, you know what? I appreciate your commitment. And I'm serious. Go. I appreciate that. That means a lot. <laughs> um, um, no, I, I, the, the one interesting thing about the tag division, I just want to throw this out there because I noticed it actually on SmackDown. The the graphic for the Survivor Series, and we'll talk more about Survivor Series later, um, they have all three new day, you know, like the, the picture, all three new, and then they only have seven people behind them. Like seven blank silhouettes, which is odd. And I'm just wondering yeah, I mean, if it's that a could mistake. be something. It could be nothing. Right? Yeah, I, I'm just I'm wondering what that could mean. Well, is there another three person? I don't team? know. I can't think of any off the top of my head on Raw. On Raw, no. Um, who could they make a three person? Yeah, I don't. Yes, know. there is. They'll probably end up picking the Golden Truth or Mark, Mark Henry. Henry. Oh, right. Yeah, that actually probably isn't. <laughs> oh, no doubt. <laughs> but what's wrong with that? That's good. <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> high fives, guys. High five. Golden Truth and Mark Henry. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm never giving you a the high good five news, again. The good news is that the club got a win, and that was desperately needed yes. at this point. They needed a win. Uh, anything else from Raw we have to touch on? Oh, we had Goldberg come back, and it was better than the Brock Lesnar segment from the week before, but anything could have been better than the Brock Lesnar segment from the him, week before. Him uh, falling during the knees wasn't the best look for Goldberg, but, you know, I, you, you give it a pass. I didn't think he looked great. I thought the spear looked good. I the spear did look good. I agree with that. But I, I think Heyman did not sell it the way it should have been sold. No, I agree. I don't know that Heyman's that the best old, person yeah. to be doing that the old bastard. Yeah, right? But, uh, yeah, the, the knees and the jackhammer. Yeah, yeah. it was a little. That, was he a he little. needs to get into the ring. The jackhammer looks good. Mm. Eh, it was like a suplex, pretty much. I, I mean, he's also like 100. And Rusev's like 260. That, no that's, question. That's, you know. You could have had a better option for who to, you know, like have him deliver the jackhammer Dallas. I think well, but yeah, I think Bo Dallas would have been a perfect option for who he delivered. That would have been an awesome instead of using Rusev. And, to now, and now we have Goldberg and Rusev at WrestleMania for some reason, which what? I wouldn't hate. By the way, I'd be really excited <laughs> for. It. I will, you know, as, as much as we bitch about uh, Rusev not being used, it is cool that he gets to be in the ring with. I uh, hope you know, he gives like him a rub. The, I hope he you know when the Rock comes out, they yeah. they send out Rusev. When Goldberg comes out, they send in Rusev. Yeah, yeah, but when The Rock came out and gave him a rub, he, it got him nowhere. nowhere. Like, exactly. I hope That's he gets a, a rub out of it somehow. I just I haven't seen it yet. That's all. All right, when we come back in, we'll talk uh, about uh, SmackDown as well as what we know so far as far as uh, – by the way, did anybody keep track of all the teams that we picked for Survivor Series? I thought you were writing. Didn't you say you, you had said it? You, you said you had it. I thought like I wrote it. down mine. What an idiot. I'll go back and listen at right, some point. Right, very good. Aaron <laughs> will be in charge of that department. <laughs> you better find me saying that. You better find me saying that. Oh, you mean like you said you were going to wear makeup? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, God I'm, damn it. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster, and he's... Fuck Aaron. <laughs> the main event. AJ <laughs> Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with Pressbox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. 
in front of the TV or on the go. Use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and GEICO. Baltimore Boxing is back Thursday, November 10th, Michaels 8th Avenue. Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. Jake the Snake Smith, and yes, we are back Thursday, November 10th at Michaels 8th Avenue. We have a great, great headliner. Dangerous Dallas Butts versus Brian Bam Bam Hoschlager. It is a rematch for Brian's East Coast Championship. Yes, Dallas has the belt, and he's going to have to fight for it. Also in action, we have Amelia Moore, one of the best female boxers in the United States. Also in action, Clayton Frazier, a local neighborhood kid that's moving his way up to get out of the neighborhood with this box. Also, we are doing a tribute to legendary boxer and great person, Mike, the American Dream Dietrich. The American Dream Award is going to Nicholas Tasker. He's a young man that got diagnosed. He's eight years old, folks, got diagnosed with testicular cancer. So let's try to help out as much as we can with this whole thing. We're going to be doing a 50-50, a silent auction, and several other money-earning things for this young man. Let's help his family out. Instead of them taking the punches, let the people in the ring do it. Baltimore Boxing is back Thursday, November 10th, Michaels 8th Avenue. Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. Or come to the boxing gym in Fells Point, 506 and a half South Broadway. Chick-fil-A on Sundays? Well, with Chick-fil-A's reheatable chilled nugget trays, you can have Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Make all your events remarkable with Chick-fil-A catering trays. They're perfect for tailgating, birthdays, office, or holiday parties. And don't forget to stop in and see our friends at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. Brand new remodeled store, two drive through windows, excellent customer service. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, 5198 Campbell Boulevard in Nottingham. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stand the fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stand the fan and Adam Gladstone. Real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StandTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. And you play Alexa Bliss's Hell yeah. What are you talking music about? I play. To yes. piss me off even more. Yeah, exactly. Oh, about this yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> I oh, did like you Alexa not think Bliss. that way? I don't know. Oh, I, as soon as you hear it, that's what no, I thought. No, I, I totally just, it was a th- song we hadn't played in a while. I'm so mad again. Or ever, probably. I don't blame you. I, you should still be pissed at Aaron Oster. I got good news, though. Next yeah. segment, we're talking to Tommy Dreamer. All right? So we'll all be better then. Tommy Dreamer joins us. I'm, 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 I'm going to ask Tommy how he feels about assholes reneging on bets. <laughs> that's what I'm going to ask him. Uh, segment number two, it is jiving out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, asshole Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and the main event, AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. Let's get into SmackDown and another week where we had sort of much of the same from the previous week. We did get clarity about Survivor Series. That was the big storyline that came out for, um, from SmackDown. But I mean, at the top of the card. As far as the, this dance we're doing with AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose and James Ellsworth, we got another round of that. It's fine. I, do, I, I don't know what the end game is right now. Like, I don't know. No, I think that was... You think that's it? I think that was 
the payoff for James Ellsworth. The people around the company seem to think they're giving him a contract. Which is bad news for us because it means we'd have to wait longer before he can come on with us. I mean, if they do, more power to them. I just assume the way the whole thing worked. Right, it seemed like a good moment. It looked like a good way to build up because we all thought that they were going to use Ellsworth to turn Ambrose heel. But they still may. But they still may. But right now, what it actually did was, did you hear that pop last night? Oh, yeah. De- Dean was hotter last well, night yeah, than when he's he, been I think in a when very, he, very, very when he long won, time. he was. When he won the match, that pop. Yeah, yeah, was. that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That pop was, when he won, that was hotter than he's but been since he won the WWE title the first time. I'm not even kidding. Do you think that part of it was because ultimately James Ellsworth ended up helping him? And yes. Yes. Like, yeah. yes. That's that, what that, I'm that's saying. I'm thinking yeah. James Ellsworth to get Ambrose. And I thought that they would use What a world. Wait, wait, wait. Let's pause that for a second. Repeat the sentence. That you just said, Aaron. <laughs> They're using James Ellsworth to get Dean Ambrose over. God damn. You know what? Maybe Donald Trump should be president. I don't know. This place is back <laughs> I gotta say, I mean, it's all, I think it's because we're like the Colbert Report. James Ellsworth got the jobbing out show bump right. after he and came out. Yep. And then now. God he's putting damn, over man. he's putting over Dean Ambrose. He's putting over Dean Ambrose. And if we're being realistic. The title match should be a triple threat because James well, he, Ellsworth he hasn't gotten his shot again. James Ellsworth has shot. two wins over the champion, over the champ, and zero losses. Now, as as you said about Raw, we're in this weird place where they've announced the main event for TLC, right? <laughs> but, but uh, we're still we're, a ways away. We're, we're yeah. still actually we're only about a month. Away. Yeah, we're a month away because it's two but weeks a after. Yes, yes. in the meantime, right? There's so that that's kind of the interesting that they've already announced that it is Ambrose versus Styles in the main event at TLC. Um, I, I do want to see what the end game is with Ellsworth, and maybe you're right. Maybe that is the end of it on on Tuesday night. But I, I don't know I, how you eliminate I like James, and I wish the best He's for him. He's been in the main event picture for a month. I you're know. just gonna get rid of him now? No, I, I I just I He's, like him, and I and I hope that he one does of sign the with hottest him. selling T-shirt. I, we we were asking I know, him a few weeks ago. Really buying it? Yeah, no, it was it was because they they listed like what are the best selling ones. I think it was number two in the company. God, James Ellsworth's about to be on the main roster. Bro, I don't know, I th- man. I just, I just think, Let's see it. I just think that what happened last night would have been the perfect end to the crescendo of James Ellsworth if that was the end. I think the way they had it built up where they loved him and then they still kind of made fun of him, so then they put him in a match with AJ Styles, and he won, but he won because Dean Ambrose, so then he gets another match, and you're like, all right, this is the one where AJ Styles is going to get him back, and he wins again, and then he costs Dean Ambrose a shot at right. the title, only to help him actually get the shot at the title. The only thing, I mean, unless they're going to use him to help get Dean Ambrose the title, which I could see too. Yeah, sure, why not, right? Um, but... I just think that last night, if it is the end, was perfect way to do it. And have him dragged out with that smirk on his oh, face. Yes. It was I, cool. I, I, awesome. I just don't know what else you do with him at this point. I don't I, know I, what I, else you do either. I just don't know how but you But I also didn't know what they were, else <laughs> they would do true. with him two weeks ago. And how do you put the guy in the main event for four weeks and then just have right. him disappear? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. Maybe that really is it. And it's probably for the best if it is it. Because you need to point these guys towards Survivor Series and then – you got to point him towards a championship match after that, but it is what a world, what a damn world we are living in. Speaking of not knowing what the end game is, I'm getting, I'm starting to wonder what is the end game for uh, the Miz and Daniel Bryan. 
Oh, are you starting to think that like they, DB I, might come I, out? I thought I thought that the, you know when Ziggler won the title, you know obviously you would have a little bit, but you wouldn't keep having yeah, Miz and Daniel pretty, Bryan butt heads. That was like a that. pretty big moment. Um, having the two of them stare each other down like that. That is the type of thing that you usually do if you've got something bigger Yeah, you in got mind. something cooking. Yeah. I, I still struggle with the belief that that's going to happen. I mean, right. I really do. I, I just, mean, based on what they've said, you can't put him in the ring. Correct. Like, you can't say, oh, he, he can't wrestle, he can't wrestle, he can't wrestle. Oh, but he can wrestle this one. Now, what it could very well be is Daniel Bryan is the general manager, but nobody really knows how long that was supposed to last. People change general managers all the time. What if it's a way to get Miz more heat as a heel is have him take out Daniel Bryan? Well, but how, how are you taking him out, right? Like, without there being – you're just saying attacking him? Yeah, attacking him. I don't think that's the payoff. I, I, don't, I don't think an attack is enough of a payoff because to justify – if it's an attack, then you it have is to if have you, if, It is if you want to make Miz – if after Dean Ambrose wins the title back from AJ Styles, you want right. to make Miz the biggest heel in the company. No, I, I hear you making him the biggest heel. I'm just saying that, like, why have this moment if it's just going to set up an attack? It seems like it's got to set well, up – Well, you guys think it's going to set up a match but, but with not, a guy whose neck can't Oh, I'm in. saying not with Daniel Bryan. I would suggest <laughs> – Ways that's why I'm saying, go. what is the well, payoff one, here? Because one could be that Shane McMahon does his bidding for him, right? That like Shane McMahon steps in and says, I'll be the one. What you if know. the end yeah, is to get him to Raw? To get Miz to Raw? To get Miz to Raw? Like, you, you, you get it where, you know, they cannot coexist in this. And it could, it could end up being with the whole Dolph Ziggler open challenge to Raw. All of a sudden, oh, by the way, I I'm a you. Raw superstar. Right, right. No, that, I hear that you. That could be it, too. That, that's certainly good. It, but that that seem, sounds that like a smart payoff, like, actually. That, that would be a payoff, but for you know the way they've been butting heads, the way they've been getting so personal with one right, another. It feels like there has to be a bigger... A, a, just a huge moment coming up soon. I, I worry, I really worry that it's all going to set up to The Miz and John Cena. That, that's, that John Cena, hey, it's his brother-in-law, right? They're on a reality show together. It's, is Miz John Cena really that bad? No, it's not that bad. It's I just mean, I it's not going to appease Daniel Bryan fans. Daniel Bryan fans will be furious if that's where it goes. You, you can't. That is true. You Daniel Bryan John, fans are the worst. Yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely. I've always said that. I've always said they fucked over Roman Reigns, those assholes. Uh, they ruined Red. Those they're sons just of the worst. All of those penises that showed up at WrestleMania <laughs> that year. Those dicks, right? You and you, we've always said that, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're the worst. No, if that's it, look, I'm not saying that John Cena Miz is a problem. It's not. What I'm saying is if you try to pull some swerve where you capitalize on the reality show and say John Cena is going to come in to be the white knight and play hero, it's not going to work. Everybody's going to jump on the side. The, the wrestling, the smarks are going to say, right, well, we like the Miz better, so we're going to. We're going to cheer for him. Why, why are you, you now, know, if, if it's so personal, why are you handing it off How to about this, this one? How about this one? How about we got a smoking gun from AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels is actually coming back oh, God. Yeah. Well, to that face was, the Miz. Oh, yeah. Hang on. I, <laughs> yeah. anymore. I mean, oh, there's so much jizz. Now, so that's something, if, if you're looking for a uh, surrogate for Daniel Bryan, yeah, that's someone who I think uh, fans can get into. Yeah, that, that would work. And it would, would, and it would okay. make sense. It would that make would, perfect sense. It would work make absolutely okay. perfect sense. But if Shawn Michaels is... He's Again, not coming back. For he's the coming Miz. back for the Miz. Why isn't he? The Miz. Is, I'd be sorry. Well, you believe it or not? Yeah. I mean, you probably know this. You'd watch the MTV. But when I talk to people about wrestling that yeah, no, that yeah, don't know understand. wrestling, right. yeah. no, I understand that they know John Cena. Some of them know Roman Reigns. The very the best name I get after those two is yes, always Dongo, the, of course. Yes. We all know is yes. oh Lesnar too, obviously, but. Right. 
If no it, way, Jose. Yes, no, yes, yes, yes. It's always the Miz, and it's it's. I think Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement. Well, I, it depends on who you ask. First, the ask, Miz is a, a big time. It could be wait a big time WrestleMania second. match. Wait one second. I don't know who you're keeping in your crew, but I run with hardcore hip hop guys, and they're always talking about our truth. Oh God! So, well, in College Park, everyone talks about Mojo Rawley, so he's true. number one. Uh, no, I hear you, bro. I hear you, and I'm you know, look. I'm not telling you that I'd have. There'd be no problem with Shawn that Michaels would be and the awesome. Miz, but. I don't see it either. Look, I think you're right. It, it, that segment feels like there's got to be something. Something. It's just hard to figure out what that would be because I'm still struggling with the idea that it could possibly be Daniel Bryan in any way. I just, I just don't buy it. Um, but, hey, look. If, if Weird things have happened. Right? I mean, there's definitely been other guys. I just hope that Shawn, Once upon a time, Shawn Michaels' back was so fucked up, he was never wrestling yep. again. And then he came back to be WWE champion. So That's true. Yeah, just keep that Facts. in mind. All right, Survivor Series was the big focal point of uh, Tuesday's show. We essentially know all the teams, right? Like More the, or the less, tag yes. team, there's still a tag team spot. Yeah, one one tag team spot, and is, no, there's no. Yeah, we know all the men, we know all the women. We right. So the big story was that the Miz and Dolph Ziggler were left off of the the SmackDown team, um, as instead it was Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt that were chosen, and, to t- and which Baron I have no Corbin. problem with, and Baron Corbin. And by mm. the way. It, it did seem like it had been a few weeks since our last Baron Corbin repackage, so why not repackage him again and, and then just him, randomly throw him that's, on the... That's the, the thing is The thing to me is, though, is the fact that Survivor Series has always been a pay-per-view that you let a young guy get I, a I big rub, you, and I think that's Maybe good. like a guy that was on TV last or, week? Or, you know what? I have no problem with... <laughs> and I have, I have no problem with Baron Corbin in it, but... Why was he assigned to it? Like, why... why right, did, shouldn't he have to win a... Like, Braun, Braun Strowman... <laughs> Who's been on TV and who's looked like a monster and who is a badass had to win a battle royale. Well, they, they're they're different teams with different strengths. But, but, but Daniel Bryan comes out and says, "I want someone who will who oh, will yeah. fight." And so we're yeah. not going to have the someone guy that who's we fought. haven't seen and the guy that it's been a while since he's fought is going to be on the team. Look again, I have no beef with Baron Corbin. Like this is not. Yeah, the team is I, right. It's just in storyline and it's I weird. Really, like I I know that you guys or the you in particular, yelled at me because I complained about that it was a repackage the last time. You're like, it's not a repackage, it's just a new video. They only do this to guys that they think there's a problem with. They don't give these video packages to guys that are just killing it. They no, they give the video packages to guys that couldn't be on TV because of other things they were trying to push because he wasn't in any title picture. He's not a woman. He's not in, he's not in a tag team, so he couldn't be in the major storylines for a little while. So they took him off just to put the package on as you like to call it, the video package is just a video, a repackage. No, it's not. It's just literally the it's same It's a reintroduction person. to the same guy. You're not. No, it's not a reintroduction. It's a member berry. Right. That's the same <laughs> thing. No, that's not the same thing. It's not. How is it not the same thing? Because here's a guy that's on the roster. Right. And we just haven't had him on TV. It's not the same thing. As, so don't forget it's about not the same. A, a repackage is Emelina. But okay, a repackage if it actually is, is Bray Wyatt. That's a drastic. A repackage a drastic is this new yes, Bo Dallas. That's what a repackage. All of a sudden, Baron Corbin's riding motorcycles. He's always rode motorcycles. He's always. That's why played well, up him riding. He wears a motorcycle jacket to That's the ring. Fine, but they haven't played his, that his up in his theme character. Is a motor, is his, a his, <laughs> his theme starts with a motorcycle. When was the last time he talked about a motorcycle? And that, but when was the last time Undertaker talked about being dead? He's still the dead. I'm pretty, I'm sure, pretty, pretty much yeah, every promo. I'm pretty sure he has. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's actually happened. <laughs> the moral of the story being, they feel this need to suddenly. Well, now we got to play up something else about Baron Corbin because this it's, other it's stuff not isn't a repack. It's definitely a tweak. Fine, fine. We're arguing semantics. John Calipari. Here. It, they're tweaking the offense. <laughs> mm. 
I, I just think that to me, I like the idea that they included him because one of the traditions of Survivor Series is having a young guy that I, you want to get a big I rub. I hear you. Put him in a match on Tuesday. Have him earn his spot on the team. Not that hard. It's a good. It's a good moment for him. It's a good moment for SmackDown. It's a good moment for everybody. Don't just give him a spot and have people sit there and say, "All oh, right, Baron Corbin. That's right. He exists." And it's clear that they knew that was going to be the reaction because they ran the video package right before they had him come out. Because they knew that if they didn't do it, that people were going to say, right, oh, Baron Corbin? This, is he a thing? Like, they had to run it at that time so that people remember who he was before they announced that the, he was on the SmackDown The weirdest team. thing just from a storyline perspective is... I don't know what that... I don't, yeah. You can see what AJ's doing with his eyes right yeah, now. He's, I, I, it's I not... Like, rolling it wouldn't be a fair way to like, describe it. Like, I may be the asshole, but you're, like, worse than scum right now. <laughs> the but, um, the, you know... Daniel Bryan spends the last two minutes talking about how Dolph Ziggler is so great. Dolph, you know, Dolph Ziggler does this. He does, you know, he will defend the title at any time. He's willing to fight. Miz, you're not going to be in it because you're not willing to fight any time, any place. So, Dolph Ziggler, you're not going to be on the team. Yep. It's, it's really weird. It's really weird. I, I mean, I assume that means we're getting another Miz Ziggler match at Survivor Series. And, and we're getting an Intercontinental and, title match at Survivor Series. Which is fine. Right. Which yeah, is. It's going to be the only – that and the Cruiserweight are going to be the only titles defended. Right. Correct. So it's – I mean, that makes I, it I a big like, deal. you know, when you're choosing as opposed to earning your way in, when you're actually like handpicking, here's – you need to have a reason to not include someone who you clearly respect so much in there. That, that's all. Yeah, true. Especially yeah. for someone like Baron Corbin who is such a complete wild card. Again, I got no beef with Baron Corbin. Right. I kind of like Baron Corbin. I think he's got a lot to offer and I think they should have been using him better for the last six months. Instead of just having him disappear for four weeks and then saying, See, you know what they should have said? Remember this guy? <laughs> you know you what? Remember. I, I remember. Remember? You remember he had, now, remember his motorcycle? Here's what they should have said. Remember when Baron Corbin beat Dolph Ziggler over the yes. summer? That's yes. why you're on the team. Say that. By all means, that's fine. <laughs> you remember. You remember. God, that's awesome. Remember Lando? <laughs> oh. Hey, remember the Battle of Endor? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else from oh uh, Natalia is going to coach the women's team Whatever. I don't know what that means but if it gets more song quotes uh, out of so her so you know I'm counting that I'm counting that as my pick she's trying no oh, that doesn't you don't count get that. no way hey you don't get no that. way the coach is a part of the team god damn it <laughs> <laughs> they are how uh, dare you coach K didn't get a gold medal at the Olympics that's different this isn't no, the Olympics oh, this isn't the Olympics oh, it's different okay. it's totally different okay you said one coach that didn't get a medal okay Bill Belichick got a ring well, yeah, and so, so did Greg Popovich, so that's two. The yeah, PR intern got a ring. Greg Everybody Popovich got one, that's two. All right, who else? Well, shit, I'm, I'm in the audience for it. I should get a ring, too. I'm part of the match. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Um, I think I actually picked Natalia, too, but I have the dignity to say that I got it wrong, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Anything else from SmackDown we have to talk about? Uh... What's the what do we think they're going with Randy Orton? Is this just another because we were I think we were last yeah, week we, we were, were kind of convinced that it was going to end up being a turn. Right. Well, no, I think, I think I it saying, will be a turn. Yeah, but, but it I don't still when. seems like they're just flirting with it. You know. Well, you mean that they're going to have that? that it, it's, right. it's a Trojan horse. Well, they haven't horse. really like they haven't put him in the garb. They've it's, well, they they had him in the backstage promo. Last they had him in the promo and they had him do the, the thing with the, his the eyes, eyes right, right? Which was really good. I still think this never gets all the way through. I think this lasts to Survivor <laughs> Series and, and then that Survivor right. Series. I don't think they ever go full in. Like I don't think there's going to be a Wyatt Family T-shirt available that has Randy Orton. I don't think they're going to go that far with this thing. I just don't see it. I will say the poses though with uh, him doing oh, this I think thing, it's the great. white. And I said last week I love it. I'm the, all in I, on I, it. I, I love, wish they. I love how Luke Harper is doing the uh, Josh Norman thing. Like that's what he's doing with the arrow because he's a big Redskins. Fan. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I'm fine. I mean, look, I 
I think it means way more to people in this area than it does to anybody oh, yeah, else. I mean, everybody else in the country is like, what, are, what is it, he doing? It's a little uh, wink, yeah. but in this area, it's like, oh, that's yeah, actually kind of cool. A, it's a neat thing for people around here. Um, no, I, I hope. I wish they would go all in, and I wish they would, you know, do a new Titan Tron that had Randy Orton as part of the Wyatt. I mean, I wish they would do anything they could to to show Randy Orton as a member of the Wyatt family because I think that's good for I mean, Randy Orton. This, I know you guys think it's not going to last so long, but I really think. Have we? Have, this could be the big the payoff. This could be one of the main matches at Royal Rumble, or dare I say, even WrestleMania. If you really wanted to commit to Randy Orton being a part of the Wyatt family, only to have it end up in a one big match between the two of them, I think that would be a really good way to do it. I mean, there's not a lot of characters in WWE right now, especially on just SmackDown, that could join the Wyatt family and be like, wow, that makes sense. And how right. it's, how he's doing it and how his character is involved in this makes perfect sense for them. And I think, you can quote me, I think they call it lightning in a bottle, and I think this is going to work way better than everybody's expecting. Okay, I mean, uh, dude, I'm and I think it. that it's going to be a major part of the storyline past Survivor Series. I am not opposed to that anyway. I think that's a good thing for Randy Orton. I think it's a good thing for them. I think it's a good thing for the Wyatt family. I like that a lot. I just... The way that they're not dancing with it just yet, the way that they're only kind of going with it, and I don't know. There's just something about the way they do business, and also the fact that Randy Orton is somebody that I still think they're afraid of going full heel. This reeks of Daniel Bryan, and we try this for a minute to set up a big, a so big with, thing. With the Daniel Bryan thing, they actually had plans they, on going that far, right. and then it just blew up in their face. Right, <laughs> correct. So that's all. I hope you, I, I'm for it, man. I like it. I like that idea. I think it's a good thing. I just don't. I'm, I'm trepidatious, and I feel like they're probably not going to. We do need to touch on news that we learned between our segments. Yes. Do we want to save that for... Let, let's save that. I do want to say one more thing about Survivor Series while we're talking about Survivor Series. And that's, you know, we have these teams. We have them coming forward. We still don't know what this is for. Um, we've, we've talked about this in bed. I think it's for brand supremacy. Why does... you yeah, know they should a, do, AJ, AJ right. Styles, for, for, I'm AJ Styles. I have a TLC match in two weeks after Survivor Series. Why do I care about this Survivor Series match? Because your boss told you that you have to be in the match and you're okay. the captain. So why am I not rolling out immediately? Because you're in the match? This goes back to the Undertaker thing that, I, that we well, disagree right, with right. AJ. I, I mean, but but I just... I feel like... Well, you know, beyond that... You know, yeah, I could see why. Okay, okay, I'll give you an example from my life. Um, I think that lifting legs on Tuesday when I have to, my hardest practice of the day on Wednesday is idiotic. Yeah. But when I go in on Tuesday and they say, we're squatting 500 pounds today, I don't say, you know what, this isn't the best thing for me. I'm not going to do it. I just do what I have to do at my job. I understand the difference being there's, there's a kayfabe issue here, right? And this is what we talked about. We, we, uh, we're going to end up being blue in the face doing this. Well, I, I also just – it goes to the fact that I think there does need to be stipulation, like something attached to it, even something small. I feel like it can't just it's be for what, – what does brand supremacy mean? I, I agree. I'm just saying like – I know what they're saying. I'm just – you know. I, I understand what you're saying. I think it would help. I think it would be a bonus to all of this if they said, by the way – Whoever wins two out of three of these matches is going to get the guaranteed number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. Actually, I, I came up with one that I think I actually like a little bit more. And I, when I was watching the World Series, I, I thought of this one. Winner, winning brand yeah. gets the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's good, too. That, that would, you know, because, because for example, Kevin, o, Kevin Owens wouldn't want uh, someone to get number 30 because it's more of a chance that someone will win the Rumble 
I, I hear. I you. still think it and makes it more really sense. Help the women all that much. But Kevin Owens, if he has a chance to be the main event at WrestleMania, yeah, yeah, something like that. I still think it would make more sense if they did the winner gets Money in the Bank. I like that. I like anything. I, 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 I think that would be great. I just don't think that they're going to only do one money. In the right. Bank. I think That's they're going to do one for both. But I, I just think I think anything that gives greater purpose than just we're doing it for the sake of doing it. I hear your argument. You do it because you work for the. But to give it more significance can only help. Would be it only makes it more interesting. It only adds another level of intrigue, and those are good things for, for, for professional. Wrestling. You talk about not. You talk about not wanting to. Uh, uh, the new days. You don't like the where the new days going because you knew they weren't going to lose because they were in the match with Cesaro and Sheamus. But you talking about giving them the thirtieth spot in the Royal Rumble like that doesn't guarantee Raw is going to win because Raw has Brock Lesnar and Raw has. When he comes back, The Rock and Raw has The Undertaker and Raw has Raw Seth Rollins yeah, and Raw know. has Roman Reigns Do we know that? Yeah. and I Raw has Triple H and Raw has everyone who you would actually main event a WrestleMania with. Well, right. Currently, the, the person that gets the 30th spot in the Royal Rumble doesn't necessarily have to be the person that main events WrestleMania. No, but I'm he's, saying he's talking about the main event Wrestle. He's, he's saying. Give the main event if, if right. you went my way. Right. You right. Said. Yeah. I'm saying. For I mean, I, I think Raw wins. But anyway, the 30th spot also goes to like. I mean, it's like the most coveted spot. So I hear you, but that anybody spot's going to go to the most coveted person on Raw as well. But oh. the point being, we still don't know. You're saying that you think that it's a guarantee that somebody from Raw will get the number thirty spot. Yes. Okay, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. I have no idea who's going to get the number thirty spot in the Royal Rumble. Okay. I mean, I have no clue. So I, could it be? Yeah, it could be. Because it's going to be Finn Balor. And that would make well, a lot of sense. Well, that would make a lot yes. of sense. Yes. I mean, make, if it's but Finn Balor. Why, if Finn Balor's ready to come back that night, is it so much more important that you give him the number 30 spot than it would be if you gave him the number 15 spot? It's still a surprise. Finn Balor earning his way to, to winning the Royal Rumble would be a big deal. I mean, that would matter. I think it would be better to have him come out at number 15 than it would be to have him come out at number 30. Or to come out even earlier than that. I mean, I, I, I disagree. You know what I mean? I th- I, you're We're allowed to, to your disagree. Opinion. <laughs> I know. So I said, okay you're, we can I said you're entitled to your opinion. That's what I said. Out of my own mouth. You're not entitled to yours. You're a dick. All right. When we come back in, Tommy. Hold on. Hold on. Speaking of dicks, Aaron, I hate you so much. (laughs) Good. Because I really just thought about this. And as penance, I should be able to draw on your face. With this pink and blue. He ran out of things to doodle on. He ran out of things to doodle on. He got really bored. Yeah, right. Oh, here it is. There we go. You got I have the Alexa Bliss colors right here. There you go. You're the worst, Aaron. I'm so mad. I'm still mad at him. So, speaking of member berries, when we return... Yeah, Tommy Dreamer is going to join us next, the uh, hardcore icon. He's coming to Primal Conflict Wrestling, and we'll talk to him about that. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster, and that's... The main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Chick-fil-A on Sundays? Well, with Chick-fil-A's reheatable chilled nugget trays, you can have Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Make all your events remarkable with Chick-fil-A catering trays. They're perfect for tailgating, birthdays, office, or holiday parties. And don't forget to stop in and see our friends at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. Brand new remodeled store, two drive through windows, excellent customer service. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, 5198 Campbell Boulevard in Nottingham. Baltimore Boxing is back. Thursday, November 10th, Michael's 8th Avenue. Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. Jake the Snake Smith, and yes, we are back. Thursday, November 10th at Michael's 8th Avenue. We have a great, great headliner. Dangerous Dallas Butts versus Brian Bam Bam Hoschlager. It is a rematch for Brian's East Coast Championship. Yes, Dallas has the belt, and he's going to have to fight for it. Also in action, 
we have Amelia Moore, one of the best female boxers in the United States. Also in action, Clayton Frazier, a local neighborhood kid that's moving his way up to get out of the neighborhood with this box. Also, we are doing a tribute to legendary boxer and great person, Mike, the American Dream Dietrich. The American Dream Award is going to Nicholas Tasker. He's a young man that got diagnosed. He's eight years old, folks, got diagnosed with testicular cancer. So let's try to help out as much as we can with this whole thing. We're going to be doing a 50-50, a silent auction, and several other money-earning things for this young man. Let's help his family out. Instead of them taking the punches, let the people in the ring do it. Baltimore Boxing is back Thursday, November 10th, Michaels 8th Avenue. Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. Or come to the boxing gym in Fells Point, 506 and a half South Broadway. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. Hi, Ken Zalas here, KZ, from the PressBox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on PressBox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called The Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon on the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Show. The PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon. PressBoxOnline.com slash fantasy. Third and final segment, it is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, of course. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins, and joined now by an icon, a hardcore legend, one of my personal favorites. I know we've all loved watching this dude perform over the years, and you get a chance to come see him in Harper's Ferry, Saturday, November 19th, for a night to remember 10 with Primal Conflict Wrestling, who always puts on great shows. It's a thrill and a pleasure to welcome in the great Tommy Dreamer to Jobbing Out. Tommy, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Uh, thank you for having me, and love the name of the show. I've done thousands, <laughs> millions of them. <laughs> I do love how our guests either really love it or really hate the name. There's really right. no in between. <laughs> no doubt. Well, I'm a full supporter of it. Hey, man, um, you know, we, we kiss ass to everybody that comes on this show, so that's the way it goes. But seriously, <laughs> like when, when we were talking about having you on, we were all just really, really nerdy excited about it because um, I think you've touched wrestling fans. I'm sure you felt this in a way that a lot of wrestlers maybe can't connect on a human level. I think that what you've accomplished in your career, that sort of person-to-person when you work, I don't know what it is, man, but I think we all kind of can see ourselves in a dude like you, and I know that we're kidding ourselves because – I'm sure as shit not an athlete. Maybe AJ because he's actually an athlete. But um, have you sensed that in your career? Do you feel that sort of same relationship with the fans? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's also you know a whole other era now, especially with social media. I almost feel more connected in the sense of you know you're able to talk to your fans. I, I seriously, I mean, I DM with fans uh, all the time because uh, I remember when I was growing up. <clears throat> you know, 
I didn't know how to like get involved in wrestling school or even like I would have pooped my pants like if I was ever <laughs> like somebody talking or you know, hey, Dusty Rhodes can you know uh, I love your wrestling and even if it's as simple as thanks, you know I would have gone crazy. But you know I've never I've never ever lost that. I'm a fan. I've been hooked on this since I'm nine years old, and you know I don't even want to say my character because it is me. I, I just feel I was just blessed and lucky enough to be able to cross the guardrail. And I'm still a fan. I mean, I still watch, you know, every product. I get pissed off uh, a lot of times when I watch certain things. But, you know, it also with Tommy Dreamer and, you know, seeing the trials and tribulations of, you know, we. it's funny because you really did, you, you grew up with him. I mean, I gave my 20s to ECW. I gave my 30s to you know, WWE, and, you know, now I'm in my 40s working indies as well as, uh, you know, having my own company, and, you know, it's just people you do, you feel like you've grown up with them, and I, there was a one point, especially at ECW Arena, I really did know almost everybody's name, and, wow. you know, I remember just, it, it was just also my, my upbringing from ECW where you literally saw your company growing, and, you know, the first time I did a show in ECW, we had like 30 people where I could probably drive home everybody from the show. <laughs> and, you know, then to just see it grow and people, you know, people would see me in pain or, you know, me celebrate it. It's just you got to grow up with me and mature through me. And I, I guess that's kind of always been my relationship, and I love it, you know. Oh, it's it's special, man. It's really, really special. Yeah, you, you talked about being a wrestling fan since you were nine years old, and, I mean, everybody here can relate and probably everybody listening can relate. There was just something that drew you to wrestling. And, and for me, when I was a kid, I have videos of me cutting promos at 18 months against Hulk Hogan. So clearly it was Hulk Hogan that was the reason that I started watching wrestling. But what was it to you that brought you into wrestling that made you say, man, I really love this and I, I can't get enough of this? Uh, I come, you know, I live in New York. My father was, a, you know, when you're growing up, you like the teams that your father likes. It was hockey season. And the game was actually snowed out. It was the Rangers versus the Montreal Canadiens. And, you know, back in the day, there was only like nine channels. And the game was snowed out, and they showed wrestling from Madison Square Garden. And Vince McMahon was calling it. And I remember this wrestler named Bulldog Brower, who was kind of like a crazy, like George Yamos, the old type of guy, versus Bob Backlund. And I remember just freaking out watching it. <laughs> and then, you know, I went to my first ever show. After that, uh, for my birthday, and getting wrestling magazines, and then there's another specific point in time, and I, seriously, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, my father was a, a teacher uh, before he became a principal, so we, we had a winter break, and we had a, a condo down in Florida, and just in the paper, he saw, you know, Florida Championship Wrestling, and he took me to a show, and uh, I remember I was going to go, I was standing at the merchandise table, and I was looking to buy my first ever wrestler 8x10 and, you know, had all these choices. And this before music, and it's a smoky arena. And uh, Ivan Koloff and Dick Murdoch had gone to the ring, and, you know, everyone's booing them. And then there was a spotlight, and here came uh, Bugsy McGraw with a trash can and Dusty Rhodes with, like, a broom handle. And I can remember the, the, the spotlight. I could see, like, the moths. But when I saw Dusty, the way, like, it, the spotlight shined on his hair 
and and to me, I was watching God on earth. Floated <laughs> to the ring, and you know, he just kicked everybody's butt. And I just remember being frozen. I was literally frozen watching. I could not move, sitting there watching him. You know, wrestle. They won the the show, and I, I mean, I turned right around and, and I just said, "Give me that picture." It was a bloody picture of Dusty Rhodes holding the cowbell. So and I mean, I was just hooked, hooked, hooked. And you know, uh, the best part for me too. Uh, and unlike, you know, football or baseball, you, in baseball, you're like Derek Jeter couldn't play with Mickey Mantle, you know. Uh, Joe Feisman can't, you know, can't play uh, today with, with the Redskins. But for wrestling, I was able to tag with Terry Funk. I was able to tag with Dusty Rhodes. I got to hang out with Dusty Rhodes every day when I was in the office. Uh, wow. We both worked for WWE. And, you know, you guys get that when you're with coaches or players from the past, but to actually still be able to, you know, see guys get in there and perform. And it happens for me now where a lot of people tell me those same, like, stories. You know, hey, I grew up with you or, you know, and, and even, like, my buddy Joey Styles, he's just, like, after he left WWE, he was a little depressed, and then now he's out there, he's he's on the indies, and people just come to him and be like, I can't believe you're calling my match. Or even for me, like, I can't believe... I wrestled you or I'm tagging with you and you know, I love that. I, I, I truly do. It's a way to give back to the business and you know, it's what uh, I start on the Indies and I will die on the Indies and I'm very, very happy about that. You know, what, what's that feeling like knowing that the, the way that you looked at Dusty Rhodes, people look at you like that. What, what's that like? It's, it's an honor. Um, it's, you give up a piece of your life when you want to become famous and I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't view my, it, when I'm in my home, that's the only time I'm really like, you know, and I always tell my daughters, there's only two people out there that can call me daddy. And when I'm in my house, I'm regular. But the moment I cross that threshold, I'm, I don't want to say uh, I go into Tommy Dreamer mode, but when fans ask me for a picture or an autograph, you know, I always have to, you know, stop. And it's my kids are there. I have 12 year old daughters there accustomed to it where you know we just went to the bronx zoo and people are asking to take a picture and they'll just you know walk off with their mother or they'll just stand and wait patiently sometimes like oh we'll take it you know and 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 it it, you do have a responsibility uh today the athlete uh you know again with social media if you're going to be on social media you need to tweet responsibly as well as you know yes you are a role model in the sense of, you know, you have a, a responsibility for kids who buy your jerseys, uh, fans that pay to see you in, you know, perform. You have that a responsibility to them, you know, and, and it sucks because, you know, I hate on the other fi- side where the media will go after a player without all the facts and knowledge, but, you know, if there's, uh, let's say, a domestic violence issue or a drug issue or arrest issue their way right away to jump on it and then when if you know a lot of times if people are proven uh innocent we don't really hear that story as opposed to them getting arrested but you know that's the the catch-22 of it but to me yes you do have a responsibility to the fans because without them there would be you know you can't get paid to do what you do as well as you know you you wouldn't be in this no doubt about it. Uh, Tommy mentioned his own company. It's House of Hardcore. They're coming to our area as well uh, in December, December 17th in Joppa. Uh, but right now, we want you to get out to Primal Conflict Wrestling 
on November 19th and check them out. Yeah, at I'll night come to on remember. the show again to promote my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah right now we're, we, and we love Primal Conflict, and they just put on such great shows. Uh, Kevin Thorne just did one recently. We love talking to them. And uh, November 19th, the night to remember, 10 at uh, Harper's Ferry KOA. Tommy, you mentioned that you, you still like the product, and everybody, of course, associates you with the hardcore brand of wrestling for obvious reasons. Uh, the WWE had a big event on Sunday night, and they put uh, women in a hell of a, a hell of a hell in a cell match for the it first time. It was a hell of a cell. It match. was a hell of a hell in a cell <laughs> match, wasn't it? Um, and they made it the main event. And I just wanted to get your reaction to their decision to do it. What you, I mean, we're. I'll tell you, all three of us were all in. We thought it was really great. We are not typically internet snarky dudes, so we're more likely to enjoy something like that. I take that back. I am kind of snarky. I was, I was yeah, waiting for you. But I was all in. I thought back. it was wonderful. What did you think of both the decision and the match itself? I think it was long overdue. Um, the women just work just as hard as the men, and they always have. WWE has always had uh, amazing female performers. I was there for you know, the Trish Stratuses and the Mickey James and the Victorias. I've had so many women on my own shows or, you know, when you go out and you see on the indies all these ladies going out there busting their butt, it, it's, it's awesome that the, you know, Charlotte and Sasha got to have that moment. Well-deserved. And, you know, I, and I will put some out there on Twitter, and it was, that's not a, that wasn't a great ladies' match. That was a great match, yeah. bottom line, you know, and... and the, and you're not wrong. I didn't see the whole show, but you know, from what I heard, uh, the match was really, really good. And uh, you know, they they did deserve that spot, and they they've deserved that spot a long, long time ago. Uh, to main event Raw, uh, if you wanted to get smarky with it, as you uh, said, I would have uh, gone into that whole situation a little bit differently. But you know, just like in uh, the NFL, there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks, and for wrestling, there's Tuesday morning quarterbacks. Cause everyone rips up or wants to talk about how they did it on uh, Monday nights. <laughs> oh, yeah, we know a thing or two about that. We're, I'm, I'm willing to be that guy. Yeah, uh, you're you'd talking hate, to one of them right yeah, now. You'd hate, you'd hate talking to that. Glenn, for sure. You know, ECW holds such a unique place in wrestling, I feel like. You know, it ended 2000, I believe, was the, you know, the last show, and we're still, you know, 16 years later. We're getting ECW chants at shows. We're getting ECW reunions on WWE, on TNA, on all these places. What was it about ECW to make it so unique than any other company in wrestling history? Besides the fact that it changed, you know, the face of the business, like I said, fans, one, heard about it. Back then, it was, oh, WWE and WCW were, you know, oh, that wrestling was fake. But there's these crazy guys in Philadelphia <laughs> that, you know, are killing each other. And uh, I looked at it, you know, back then, it's almost like the rise of South Park. You know, when South Park first came out, it was like, they have, they have a cartoon kids that curse. They have a Christmas poop. <laughs> and, you know, you've got to see this. And it was passed around via VHS tape. And that's the same, you know, way how, you know, ECW kind of really started spreading. And, you know, now if you turn on television, you know, you, you watch cartoons at 8 o'clock at night on regular broadcast television, you know, they're very controversial. Uh, or, you know, their standards have changed. But, I mean, we had set the standards. And, you know, we were just... And to his credit, we were just always different. That was a lot of, you know, Paul Heyman. We were, the wrestlers were given uh, creative freedom. 
uh, and we were just different. And the best part about it was we always made things different. And then we reminded you how different it was. I mean, from we always acknowledged our history, and you know, you can like Tommy Dreamer. Oh, remember the time he was caned by the Sandman? Oh, now these two guys are friends. But don't ever think that you know those scars on Tommy Dreamer's body—they don't go away. They, you know, stuff like that, where you remind the fans of, oh wow, yeah, you know that did happen. You know, you, you still to this day. Everyone talks about Jimmy Snuka's gigantic leap from the top of the steel cage, you know, and, you know, it, it gets exaggerated throughout, you know, the annals of history. If you go back and look, it's not as really high as it was, but even today, you all know they pulled it because of, of Jimmy, but, he, you know, you'd always see that great moment of him perched on top. They made that special. We made everything special. Yeah. You know, I, I was just watching... Uh, and I was like, when did these two guys fight in a Hell in a Cell match? I didn't even remember that. You know, but in ECW, we made you remember, as well as everyone. We were the company that we, you know, with the Internet, we used the Internet to our advantage. That was our national exposure, as well as we didn't lie to our audience. We never, ever did. You know, if, you know, sometimes companies lie, they still do today <laughs> when you don't have to or... They even try to rewrite history, and no, you know that we were, we were that we were in your face, and we were just, you know, we were different, and being different was what made us special. And yes, uh, every time I go out and wrestle, I will get an ECW chant. Then I get Tommy Dreamer. Then I get House of Hardcore. But it's my legacy, and it was something I'm very, very proud of. Are, are you disappointed there isn't more of a place for hardcore wrestling mainstream right now, <clears throat> or do you like the fact that? Hey, we got House of Hardcore. We've got there's a way for you to see that type of wrestling if you want to see it. Um, what's on TV is what's on TV. I think due to WWE, the word hardcore has been bastardized to okay. sell DVDs of blood and guts and violence. And you know, in ECW, we were so much more than that. I always say that hardcore is a work ethic uh, and it is going out there and performing to the best of your ability without any handcuffs or no restrictions and putting your body on the line for the fans. And, you know, you, like I said, WWE used that as a, as a marketing tool. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, never bled once. Uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, that character was formed in ECW. Ray Mysterio, uh, the, you know, the luchadors, Tajiri, all those guys when they came, some of, they, we had some of the best wrestlers, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, uh, Taz, myself, we were, we were pretty good. And, yeah. you know, it, it was just, we would go out there, and I even just, you know, sometimes I forget about some of the stuff we did, or I was just watching today, because uh, Taz, you know, tweets a lot, and... Taz has Bam Bam Bigelow in, like, a submission hold. Sabu just comes and blindsides Taz with a chair. And, like, Taz looked at it, and he was so mad. And then he gave Taz, Taz gave Sabu the finger. But, I mean, there was no faking that real emotion. And, I mean, Taz was like, what the hell? And he even, like, rubbed his head like, you son of a bitch, I'm going to kill you now. But it, it was, to me, that, you know, could... There's been a lot of bad hardcore wrestling, you know, right. guys just going out there who aren't really good wrestlers and, you know, beating each other up or hitting each other with weapons. That's bad wrestling. And, and you know, 
but there's is there a place for it? Yes, Hell in a Cell. There was there's you know if you're in the WWE, most of them are hardcore wrestlers, and and given them some parameter, you know, very little parameters, the shows are off the charts. But you know, then it was different for ECW as opposed to now, when you you know you talk about hey we got to hit a commercial break or we you know you have to save it for the main event and and a lot of stuff like that. But uh, I I just feel should there be should like I mean WWE my biggest thing, and I understand why they do it. But uh, you know, blood. If blood happens, it's to me it's okay because people believe everybody in WWE is tested. Everyone is tested for AIDS and hepatitis. So there is no inherent risk. I get why they don't do it because of uh, you know, they're sponsored by Toys R Us and Zale and all <laughs> stuff like that. Right. But if a guy is, you know, the whole Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar thing that was a huge, huge issue. Why stop it? You know, whether it was planned or not planned, it's, you know, to me, just let the guys go out there uh, and let it happen. Tommy, you talked about your legacy with ECW. I wanted to actually ask you, uh, ask you about your, uh, w- one thing of your WWE legacy, which is the fact that you are a 14-time hardcore champion. Now, yeah. that is an impressive number in and of itself. <laughs> But, I actually think it's a 27 time. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't record all the, the house shows, right? Yeah, they did a lot of stuff like that. Like some people <laughs> say it's 27, some people say it's 14. But uh, continue. I'm sorry. Either either way, that's a lot of time range. When they first came to you, all you guys, and told you about, all right, so what we're going to do with the hardcore title is, it's never not going to be defended. So the person that has it is always defending it at all times. What did you think about that gimmick? I I thought it was great. I remember that one WrestleMania wasn't even in the company where they had all throughout <clears throat> the company, and I thought Crash Holly was one of the best at it when he was the champion, and then a guy would pin the person in the back, and then someone would go running, and they even had, you know, uh, Terry Runnels had won the title, Molly Holly had won the title. It was an entertaining segment. I do think uh, it, it's enjoyable for the fans that anything can happen. And uh, I just was watching myself. It was Jeff Hardy versus JBL. They're wrestling each other. Then here came Johnny Stamboli. JBL won. Then here came Johnny Stamboli. Uh, he got clotheslined. And here come another guy. And then I came out and won it. I was like, man, I didn't even remember that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, to make things special, that's not good. But because as a champion, didn't remember it. But, you know, it, it's also, it gave something. It gave another storyline to guys who maybe they weren't doing a whole lot of stuff with. But, you know, it it was cool. It was the worst title ever and the most embarrassing when you went to the airport and me and John Cena would be friends and uh, he'd go through with, you know, the WWE title and we'd go through the airport and, like, you know, all the fans want to pull it out because it's got metal on it and they're like, oh, and they're taking pictures with it and then here comes my bag with this broken, decrepit uh, belt. I'm like, yeah, I'm tape on the it. other champion. Uh, <laughs> I felt broke in my bag. I'm sorry. That's would, would you bring uh, the hardcore title back if you were WWE? Uh, if it's something that they're going to do for, you know, uh, originally there was a lot of talk that the hardcore title was kind of uh, to, to mock ECW and mock that stuff. And then it kind of got over with uh, the fans and, uh, would I? 
yeah. Uh, I, I again, I always thought it was entertaining, and I I did enjoy the you know the twenty four seven rule. If you have the right people do it, and and I will always you know the Crash Hollies, the Stevie Richards, the Bob Hollies. There's you know when you say you're a champion, there's there's a lot of guys who did take that really really serious, and I also do like the comedy aspect in pro wrestling. You know where you know when Perry Saturn had Moppy. And uh, he was wearing the title for half a second. Just stuff like that is so absurd. Or I remember the Headbangers and uh, I want to say like the Mean Street Posse with Crash Holly. They they tried attacking Crash at the airport, and Crash was always stressed because everyone's coming up to him. Announcers were trying to win the title. I think it was it it's entertaining, uh, and that's what it's about. It's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's got its place, right, in the course of yeah. a wrestling show. Not everything about – we talk about that a lot. Like, it's okay to just have fun at a wrestling show sometimes. Shocking. Right? Some people don't even get that. That's the weird part is that sometimes right. it's just – James Ellsworth is okay. Like, it's okay yeah. to do that and have fun watching wrestling because we are kind of overgrown man babies. We, we watch <laughs> it because we like having fun sometimes. Yes, or uh, even, you know, it, it, it's kind of a reflection upon our society – uh, you know, you're sitting there with an NFL player, and guys are getting fined for celebrating a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, that one player just hugged the referee, and they threw a flag. And isn't that why we play the game? Isn't that when we're playing uh, in, you know, m- when you're a kid, you score, yay, all your friends come and they hug you, you know, they, they celebrate, you can spike the ball. That, that's a great part of football, even like with baseball, with bat flips and celebrating home runs. Man, that's part of the game, and let it. Because when you're a kid, why, why lose that? Why lose that excitement? I loved, you know, all like the celebrations, and you know, when guys were, I want to say, it was the Atlanta Falcons back in the day when they were all dancing in the yeah, end zone. That the was Dirty Bird, great stuff. Yeah, yeah the Dirty Bird. There you go. Yeah, AJ, and, uh, don't say anything because we don't want you to get fined. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL, the NFL is full of idiotic. Is full of idiotic rules. You don't got. Well, I get. You're the first I get first, it. You're that not is the, a big. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy big business, to me. but what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the NFL. It's so be, funny to me. Be I've careful, always, be careful, bro. I've always just thought it was funny how NFL players like stupid rules. Like NFL players aren't even allowed to be endorsed by a beer, but the league is endorsed by right. a beer. <laughs> and and we're not allowed to go to casinos and be endorsed by casinos, but DraftKings has posters at everyone's practice field. Bro, I'm with right. you. I'm with you on it all of well, That's because it's big business and the bigger <laughs> company has to get it. Let's so, just uh, have yeah, some damn fun. I hate them. All right, he is uh, Tommy Dreamer, and he is going to be uh, in Harper's Ferry on November 19th. Dude, seriously, take the weekend. And this is a win-win because um, you can take your girl out to Harper's Ferry for the weekend. On Friday night, you can go to like a winery out there. You can go take a hike on Saturday morning, and then you say, baby, the only thing is we're going Saturday night. And we're going to go see Tommy Dreamer at uh, Primal Conflict Wrestling. And it's a win for everybody. I'm telling you, everybody's going to be happy. Maybe not your girl. Your girl might not be. No, no, no. Because you, you can take her out to the winery. You, you want to see the leaves? Yeah, you're going to go see right. no, we, 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 no, no. we all live with ladies. We all yeah. know that doing that is might not make up for the fact that they have to go on. No, <laughs> not mine. Mine, oh, mine, mine, for, sure. mine for sure. <laughs> I know that. Um, if I he, can share a quick little story with you guys. Yeah. Every Valentine's Day, I would always take a girl to go see a wrestling show. <laughs> and uh, I have no clue how I ever wound up furthering relationships. <laughs> that, to me, was my big date. Like, 
I saw Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan in a lumberjack match uh, as a Valentine's Day gift. I also took a girl to see uh, Demolition versus uh, Big Boss Man and Akeem on Valentine's Day. I was like, what better date is that? It's more <laughs> gift than me. But uh, so shocking those relationships didn't last. But, yeah, you should go and... Oh, man. Well, take, take your girl to Primal Conflict Wrestling, Saturday, November 19th, uh, Night to Remember 10 at Harper's Ferry KOA, um, and you can get your tickets at primalconflictwrestling.com. Tommy, let's plug your uh, social media stuff and anything else that we can plug for you. Where can people find you? Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. I am the Tommy Dreamer on Twitter. Very, very social, active on that. Uh, the Tommy Dreamer on Instagram and The Tommy Dreamer on Facebook. There's a lot of fake Tommy Dreamers. Some accounts have more friends than the real Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> the Tommy Dreamer. All right. Don't follow the fake ones. Follow the real one. And again, get out right. and uh, see Tommy at Primal Conflict Wrestling. Dude, an honor. Uh, really enjoyed chatting with you, brother, and would love to do it again when you guys come back in uh, December for House of Hardcore. I definitely will. And uh, there's nothing wrong with a bunch of dudes. Even though we're doing jobs talking about pro wrestling, because we do it about sports, we do it about life, we do it about girls, and I really had a good time, and I'd definitely be back on. Wow, that was awesome. Dude, He's great. How great. Tommy was Dreamer that? describing his affection for Dusty Rhodes. It was really great. Is how I want my wife to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> a god on earth. Yeah. She doesn't. I assure yeah, you. I'm, she does I'm not. I'm sure. Uh, wow, he was super cool. Go uh, go check out Primal Conflict Wrestling um, and and support them. They've always been good to us. Support Tommy Dreamer because he's just a freaking tremendous dude. Um, all right, let's wind down. Oh, by the way, you know we haven't talked to you about London at all. How was London? Oh, uh, it was cool. Yeah, I got to see uh, Tottenham um, play Le- Leicester City at White Hart Lane. Awesome. Ended in a one-one tie. <laughs> Which um, is a lot very wait, similar to how tie. your game ended. Oh, yeah. That yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. I thought it was poetic justice for us to end a, 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 foot, a football right. game yes. in Wembley in a tie. Absolutely. Yep. I thought yeah, that was beautiful. I thought that was but beautiful you, symmetry. But you like that actually, brought two countries together. Hang on. You knew that it could end in a tie, right? Like You weren't yes. like everybody else that was like, I didn't even know. Yes. I assumed after we kicked the field goal that it was going to end in a tie. And then once we got the ball back, I was like, oh, game. We're about to actually steal this <laughs> right, one. Game nope. blouses. Nope. And then the worst offensive pass interference call of all time. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it cost us. I don't want to get fined, so I don't bitch about the officiating. Cost. cost us. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad you had fun over in uh, London. That's really cool that you got to make the trip. And uh, you're How were the flights? Uh, the flights weren't bad. Uh, it's so funny. So uh, practice squad guys, we, got to, we had to fly in the back with the normies. And which was which ended up being perfect because the way that they had the Virgin uh, plane set up was that there's like the little bed things mm-hmm. up front, but there's right. probably like forty of them. Right. And then there's business class, and business class has two seats, four seats, and then two seats. And but like two people were in the four ones, and one, one person was right. in the two ones. But really, like. They could lay back, but they didn't lay flat enough for it to be a bed. You were just right. Oh, in a decently comfortable airline ticket. I yeah. mean, seat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So how did so, they decide who got the bed and who got the chairs? Well, <laughs> that the, that's another part that I'm get to. But then we were in the back, but we had four the four middle of the seat in economy class. Was all you? Was all us? So you could just lay down. I literally lay down and went to sleep. And guys that came from the uh, from the business class saw us back there. Was like. What the hell is this? <laughs> they were they were they were pissed. A bunch of the rookies they made them switch with them. Oh, but, okay. You know, you know me. 
You come yeah, at you me like that. You coming back, right? <laughs> yeah. Your drawing hat. Yeah, right. But uh, we had. Uh, it was funny. They they said, quote unquote, they said people taller than six four could not fit in the beds, which is full horse malarkey. Because I was in that. I flew the same exact plane last year when I was on the Dolphins, and I was in the bed, and I'm six foot five. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they reduced <laughs> it something. Nope. Got the eyes. <laughs> Sounds like Alex Jones has got a conspiracy on his hands so, here. I'm just saying it was the coaches and like the specialists and like the quarterback and other smaller guys got to fly in the beds. Mm, interesting. Interesting how that worked out. Uh, Very interesting. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. Very good. And uh, you guys are both headed out uh, this weekend. Uh, Aaron's headed down to Tampa. Uh, did you Did you manage to hit anybody up for tickets? I tried. wasn't able, but I ended up getting cheap uh, tickets good? because after the uh, loss, when you give up two hundred fifty, or you all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, you check the ticket market. You're like, wow, these are somewhat affordable. These are reasonable seats. So yeah, right? I jumped on those. Very cool. And uh, AJ's headed down to Orlando to enjoy his buy this week. Yep, so. I got to go see my house. Um, it's they're putting the roofing on now, so it's a big time. Um, it'll be done in six weeks and ready for WrestleMania, we, which we is gotta, all we care uh, about. Yeah, all, off the air we gotta talk about Mania, but uh, we'll I do mean, that off the air. You guys know. I mean, I mean, well, jobbing out like, recorded live bro, from my man cave sounds like bro, a my plan right now. Dope is, idea. I'm just gonna drive down because really, yeah, it's a long. They're cheap. I know. I'll tell you guys about it when we're not off recording. the air. I'll tell you guys about Thank it when we're not recording. Well, okay. I mean, I think it's driving down. If you have a day before you have to do yeah, anything and a day after, it's it's actually Especially, I'm driving down. And, in fact, you know what? Let's start off the quick count with me because we got some mania news over the weekend, and that's WWE is uh, changing things up. You know, it, forever it's been WrestleMania is on Sunday. The night yep. before has been the Hall of Fame, and last year NXT was before it. That's That's wow. the reason why. That's the reason oh. why. All right. And so anyway. uh, they have decided to change that up. NXT, which, by the way, uh, now officially announced at the Amway Center. So it's, go, you know, it's not going to be nearly as hard to get as last year's NXT tickets. It's going to be on Saturday. And the Hall of Fame is on Friday. Yep. Um, I, I told you I don't like this because I like just having a little bit of separation as a viewer. I'm sure for the weekend, it's better. I'm sure for those people that are in Orlando, it's better. It's a chance to go see the wrestling show. Now, some people will say, hey, I'd prefer to go to NXT on Friday and go to see you know, you know I, I had plans, else. you know, the, the um, Ring of Honor. For right. the first time, I feel so bad for Ring of Honor. First time, they've always had, you know, Friday night was Supercard of Honor. That was the big night. You know, back in WrestleMania 30, we went there. And they moved it because of NXT. They moved it to Saturday night. Oops. That's, That's a bummer. That's a bummer that for really them. That really sucks. Um, but for a viewer, I just like having a little bit of extra time between. So if I can't watch it now, like, for example, this year I actually watched the Friday Night Show live. Um, but I – there have been weekends. We did too because <laughs> yeah. we were there. He's not wearing his makeup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Son of a bitch. I hate you so much, Aaron. Um, yeah, so there's I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I just prefer to have the extra day. But I get it. I, yeah. It's just very clear at this point that NXT is the far more high-profile event than the Hall of yep. Fame is right now. I, I do wonder if that hurts them at some point. I guess they sell enough packages they don't have to worry about I was going to say, most tickets. of the Hall of Fame is done through the pack, and they'll yeah. always have the one guy who it's, will. It's a big deal. You know, yeah. it's logistically, it makes more sense. You set up for uh, Hall of Fame, then the Hall you put of Fame, a ring. Then you yep. put right. the ring and everything like, around and, and, and that's the thing. That's why I'm pretty sure that's why they didn't do it at uh, American Airlines last year, why they didn't have NXT there. They had in the smaller venue was because they didn't want to go 
NXT ring set up for Hall of Fame and then have to change it back for Raw. Yeah. But uh, now that they're – and, by the way, SmackDown, also in Orlando. So yeah, the travel it is. Packages. I saw that. That was crazy when I didn't know they were going to do that, too. Yeah. But it makes a whole lot of sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. I thought they would go, like, Daytona or something for SmackDown. Yeah, Tampa, yeah. Miami. Uh, yeah, right. That would have made it. But, no, I think it's it, it's it, a great it way to try to – the packages. You and get it's another. good for the people in Orlando. Because I'm, I'm actually – I wasn't going to get a package, and I – I still don't know if I am. Why would you need it? Right, you're already there. Because I already have it. I'm I'm going to reach out out to the people that I know that work in WWE, and I'm going to ask them if I can can get get the package without the hotel because I already live there. What you can do, I know this is happening. You can get the package and then sell the hotel room to somebody else. Mm, That's true, too, actually. That's true, but I don't know how much it costs. Like the hotel, what's a reasonable price? I mean, you, Where you, just, you, you right. just find out what hotel it is, say how much would you normally book here, say, okay, 150 a night, whatever, who wants the room? And it's not inconceivable. The, the, the one thing, as, as this has been, you know, all the different events have been revealed, um, Orlando's going to be an interesting city to host because everything is really spread out. Like Access and NXT, for example, are about a half hour away from each other. They're on complete opposite sides. And um, I'm yeah. curious to see just as a city right. how, how it's going to host wrestling. Where's access going to be at? The convention, the convention center. Downtown? But no, it's, no, it's not. The convention center is, is supposed to be right. The one I'm thinking of is literally in the same area as Amway. I, I don't know. The downtown enough. convention center? I don't know enough about this to be able to comment on it. I know. Um, I, I mean, I'm in over my head. Unless there's another convention center, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know that. The convention center that I've seen is kind of... It might be like a di- the Disney-affiliated convention center, which would make sense. Yeah. Uh, for, from what I've seen, it's pretty far apart. So I'm just I'm curious to see how mm. exactly that works out as a host city, which, you know, it's a small thing, and it doesn't matter at all to people who aren't going. But it, it's an interesting thing. You know, I love New Orleans because everything was right there. Everything was within walking distance yeah, pretty much. except for Bourbon Street. No, Bourbon, we walked from Bourbon Street yeah, to we the walked, Super but we Yeah, sh- but we shouldn't have. Oh, my God. I did that at the Super Bowl. <laughs> we should not have done that. It's That's a really – oh, that's an awful walk. We, and, and we also walked back to our hotels at night because it was 4 a.m. and there was no more cabs. Well, we did this bit where we were like, everybody's going to march to the Super Bowl. Like all the Ravens yep, fans yep. are going to march to the – and we're like, what the f- – who thought this was a good idea? Right. This uh, is Orange, Orange County Convention Center to Amway Center are 11 miles apart. Right. No. Okay. Oh, it's the Orange County Convention Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the Orlando Convention Center. As from what I know, it's the All Orange right. County. All right, cool. All right. I was going to say, because the Orlando Convention Center is really dope, and it's right, literally, it's in the same, it's like if you go to M&T and uh, the casino. Is the, no, dis- okay. is the distance oh, yeah. between? Okay, yeah. Is the distance and may- between maybe it is that one. I think a lot of people have been assuming it's Orange County because a lot of the other stuff, like uh, WrestleCon and stuff, is down in that area in the hotel. So I think a lot of people, I, I don't know if they know for sure, just are, are assuming that. But I remember a lot of people talking about, hey, this might be a WrestleMania. You want to rent a car for? Things are going to be a little bit spread out and all that good stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, real quick, um, as far as we have not talked about, so we got some news. Uh, yes. We were talking about the cruiserweights and my issues with the cruiserweights and where they are. Well, WWE is addressing that with a really awesome thing. R- remember how we, we joked that like they're listening to us and stuff? Well, par- yeah, apparently right? they even have something so they can listen before it even goes up. Because uh, <laughs> 205 Live premieres November 29th on the WWE Network. A one-hour in-ring program showcasing WWE's new cruiserweight division will premiere Tuesday... November 29th at 10 p.m. Live weekly show will be called by Mara Ranallo, the voice of SmackDown, and Corey Graves, color commentator for Raw, blah, 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 coming off success cruiserweights. Uh, it'll feature superstars 205 pounds and under, including the Brian Kendrick, TJ Perkins, Rich Swan, Noam Dar, Ho-Ho Lun, Cedric Alexander, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metallic, 
Kira Tozawa, Jack Gallagher, and the Bollywood Boys. No Kota Ibushi on that list. No Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi can't speak English. Though, Kota Ibushi... That doesn't mean he can't wrestle. Did, no, did, but that means that's why he's going to be did, in NXT when see, he comes. Did you guys see what I okay. uh, tweeted out from the Jobbing Out show during Hell in a Cell? Mm-hmm. So they, they, NXT was out in... Uh, California this weekend. They had an NXT. Oh yeah, the, sh- yeah. the card was absurd. Oh yeah, the that card was, crazy. was Bobby Roode versus the Kota main Ibushi. event. The, the main event was a- Austin Aries. So it wasn't Austin Shinsuke. Aries. Right, Aries got hurt because Austin a Aries got. Because did did you see that video of Nakamura just kicking his face in? No, I didn't. Oh, he like broke his orbital bone or something yeah, like that. So he's oh, out for no but, uh, replaced by Eric Young. Not oh, a terrible. We'll, ter- we'll live. Yeah. We'll live. Yeah, yeah. everybody will survive wow. that somehow. Um, yeah, this is a great idea. I mean, I, I, I can't commend this enough. This is perfect. This puts, it gives you, first of all, another hour of wrestling on Tuesday nights. So. How quickly your tone has changed in this show about... Well, because <laughs> they did something about it. Now, here's, what, if, what if I tell you that because of this, less cruiserweights on Raw? I don't know that... I assume that was... You can't... That's better. Well, I, but like, that's, what, like, that's what I'm, I'm just asking. I'm throwing right. that out there. That's the thing. Do you no, like yeah. it or not? No, yeah. it, it's better because, like you said, otherwise yeah. they keep going... The same. The singles. The, you had a singles match spot, and then you have a tag team or or a three on three tag team match spot. This gives me a chance to watch these dudes wrestle. Yeah. I want to watch them wrestle, and this gives me a show where I can watch them wrestle, which is what made the cruiserweight classic so good. Is it was just wrestling, um, all in, all in for this idea. It's another hour. No, look, the problem for me as a wrestling fan is it's another hour I have to watch now have during the course watch. of the, we- the week. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's Tots is that's, not going to be happy. About yeah, this. right. That's tough, but shit, I'm going to watch it. I know that much. Um, I guess that means they push Talking Smack back to 11 now. Which is fine. And they, I still think that you guys are – I don't understand why you guys don't think that they can do Talking Smack and – Because they've never run two live things at the same time on the network. But I'm saying it, it would be – Talking Smack would become 205 Live as well. Like they would like have you the would Talking Smack. Back, you would have the match. You'd have the match and then you'd have, uh, you'd have the, the yeah. Talking Smack segment. They, I hear you. The, the way that this is – you know, like they're saying that this is 205 Live. It's a whole new show as opposed yeah. to, you know, incorporate, incorporating that into Talking – plus, you know, if the cruise rates are still going to be raw exclusive besides 205 Live, you can't really have it going back and forth where you're doing Talking Smack. So where are they going to do Target Smack from? Can't be the arena. Sure, well, you know, they, they do it backstage well, during did, the like, matches. Like the way they did the Raw thing on, on Sunday night. Delay. They did it backstage. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I love it. I can't get enough of it. Uh, high fives all around, and I think it helps uh, what we high five. just had sort of become a little bit of a stagnant thing, which is a bummer, but I think this addresses that in a big way, and I think it's great for wrestling fans. They'll be into it, and for people that are on the fence about the network, it's one more reason for you to say, well, if this network has to turn tune in order to get it the people that are buying tickets if you're on the fence about the network at this point i hear you but there are people the the uh, the third quarter results came out and the cruiserweight classic did not do as well as people thought that's interesting and and, and the whole quarter itself they didn't they didn't quite reach projections let me let me say it's one more thing and on top of that for the people that are buying tickets to smackdown it gets them oh yeah one more hour of wrestling you know it's coming up in dc and i probably would have gone anyways, but I would have been, you know, if something else had, you know, yeah. I, I had to work. No, you were going to shut up. You were going to go. I was probably going to go. He's going to pretend like, he, like this was the difference in him going to SmackDown. This asshole. But this, if I wasn't yeah. me and when I was When was the last already, time you picked to not go to a wrestling show that was in your town? That I picked? I mean, I missed uh, yeah. Raw last month or whatever. But that was, I'm talking, but Dude. that was your choice to miss it? Oh, no. I, it, 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 it was Exactly. It was, right. I'm saying. No, no. I, I missed, I missed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I missed the SmackDown. You're the worst. I missed the SmackDown a couple years ago. Alright, let's wrap up. That, that was when no one watched SmackDown. That doesn't well, even right, exactly. Yeah, was, exactly. That like those don't even exist. Yeah. It wasn't even a thing. All right, um, let's get some plugs in. No. What? 
We what? have one more thing to discuss. What? The, the Hulk, Hulk Hogan's Hogan? penis. I got, I got nothing. I got, we've talked plenty about Hulk Hogan's penis. <laughs> hey, he got 34. <laughs> so now he actually has money. Yeah, it was in good, flux before. He decided to not go for the ridiculous yeah, right. $120 million And he's going to settle. Poor him for yeah, the know, 30, right. 34 million. million. Somehow he'll get by. Somehow. Do you think – this is why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. $34 million. Do you think he's made that much money – in his career from yeah. just wrestling. From just wrestling. Uh, yeah. you I bet be, it's close. I, I bet that's it's what I was thinking. In, in, I bet it's in, close. The, in the NWO days, he had some ridiculous yeah, he contracts. Did. did you see those contracts? Good yeah, Lord. He had they some were ridiculous contracts there. All right. I, got, I, I have to go to that. I have to do I have to yep. record a thing here before we roll out. Plug your stuff. Uh, Francis Sports Academy. Francis Sports Academy. Yeah, we're actually working with the University of Maryland. We're going to do, do a food drive. Awesome. And... Um, for one football game, one basketball game for the men's team, and one for the women's, and we're going to raise um, uh, food can donations for one of the charities in the area. We're just trying to decipher down which one we're going to do, um, but uh, it's a good time. We're still doing training. Um, basketball season's about to start, so the training will scale back on basketball, but when football season ends, that's when it'll crank up for football, and we'll be off and cracking. You can follow us on uh, Instagram at Francis underscore sports. You can follow us on Twitter at Francis underscore sports. You can follow me, your main event, on Twitter at AJ Francis 410. Uh, Aaron Oster, we are on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. You are on Twitter. At The A Oster. Our email is. Jobbing out, I did that order. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And what do you have coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, I think it's going to come out on election day, actually. I took a look at the various election related gimmicks that are going okay. on in wrestling right now. You yeah, know, I mentioned Aaron Young mm. and the cabinet, talked to uh, Caprice Coleman again. And actually, I talked to. Uh, Corey Graves' younger brother, who's in CMLL right now, yeah. he's doing a Donald Trump gimmick in Mexico. Oh, God. So I talked oh. to him. So he's white hot right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I talked to him about that, and I'll include some very stuff cool. from him. That, that should be a fun read. Very, very cool. Uh, GlennClarkRadio.com for me, at GlennClarkRadio on Twitter. And again, thanks, Tommy Dreamer, for taking the time to join us and go support uh, Primal Conflict Wrestling, PrimalConflictWrestling.com. For Aaron Oster and for the main event, AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been jobbing out. I hate when you do that.